What the fuck is up, ladies and fucking gentlemen? Welcome to the Jesse Lone Show. I am the lone Jesse. The lonely, lonely Jesse. But I'm not that lonely. I'm here with my co-host, Dexter Morgan. Say hi, Dex. Thank you, mister. This podcast is brought to you today by absolutely nobody but myself. So, if there is anybody out there that would like to start paying me to talk to people, please feel free to drop me a line. Now we're coming to you today from the lovely Loveland, Colorado, where I was born and raised. Now, if you're listening to this, you most likely already know who I am. However, if there is anybody listening that doesn't, allow me to give you a little introduction. My name is Jesse, legal last name, not Lone, and I was born in Loveland, Colorado. I'm looking to make my way back to Texas, where my family is at and where I spent the last few years. And I came back to Colorado a little over half a year ago for a job. And needless to say, this job didn't work out. Not all my fault, details to be disclosed later. But in the half year that I was back here, I had some interesting experiences to say the least. Um, One of those experiences was going on a date with a very gorgeous girl who made me seriously consider this podcast. Um, It's something that I'd already thought about for a long time. And it's something that I was inspired to do by some of my favorite podcasters like Joe Rogan and Kevin Smith who'd say to me, you know, if I can do this, you can do this, and everybody should do this, so do this. (laughs) And it's just something I had always put off. Uh, Whether it was because I didn't think I had anything interesting enough to say or... I always use the busy excuse, you know? Well, I'm busy with work or I'm busy with this and I'm busy with that. And point being out on this date with this girl you know she asked me what I'm doing for a living and I'm explaining my job and she asked me what I'm passionate about and I had to stop and think because I play music but not nearly like I used to and I had to seriously think and ask myself what am I passionate about well I love podcasts I listen to them all day and it's something I've always wanted to do and I had to ask myself why I wasn't doing it it's, you know, a, a passion that's pretty easy to pursue. <laughs> There's really no reason to put it off. And so I had to ask myself why, and I couldn't think of a good reason why. So, as Kevin Smith said, I had to ask myself why not. I didn't have a reason why not. So here I am. My first episode today is with my grandma. I was pretty determined to make her my first guest because of a few reasons. First of all, I wanted to start with the start, and it sounds corny, I am a corny kind of guy, and I wanted it to be with my last living grandparent, because I wanted to cover some family history, and I just thought it would be kind of symbolic and really cool to have her be the start of what I hope, you know, to be my most passionate pursuit to date. Um... Aside from that, she's just uh, entertaining as hell, in my opinion. A little kooky, a little quacky, and sometimes hard to talk to, but that's what makes her perfect to talk to. She's always got something to say. So, all that said, uh, without further ado, this is Margaret Mitchell, my grandmother, and we cover a variety of topics, from family history to maybe a little bit of politics and current events to... Uh, even some inappropriate topics. Now, for anyone out there that will hear this that thinks, 
man, that's inappropriate or uh, might get offended. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> and second of all, it's it's always been something I've prided myself on to be me, to be who I am, upfront and honest. And it's something that I strayed away from. Probably part of the reason I put off being a podcaster is because I've uh, grown a little sh- more shy. Um, but with my grandma, it's something that I've always, always was always able to do. Whether it was asking her if she has ever queefed before at a Christmas dinner, and <laughs> to uh, asking her to drop it low, and and then showing her what dropping it low was, and explaining what that meant, so we could do it on camera. <laughs> my grandma is a cool cat, and so I've always thought that it was pretty cool that I could. Uh, address such controversial topics with her so if it offends anyone I'm truly not sorry and (laughs) there you go I hope you all enjoy without further ado ladies and gentlemen the illustrious the infamous the one and only Margaret Mitchell welcome to the Jesse Lone Show. I am the Lone Jesse. I'm here with well, my grandma. Thank you, Jesse, for grandma. inviting me today to be with you. Thank you for your patience <laughs> and sticking with me. I'm trying to get this right. We've tried and tried, and we'll try again. <laughs> yeah. I promise this will be our last try. You're sure? This podcast is brought to you by absolutely nothing. So, if anyone wants to pay me to talk more, we have let me no know. sponsors. <laughs> grandma. I know we've done this already, but hopefully your mind is is refreshed enough. We can get a a, a solid timeline. Take us to the start. Grandma Olga comes over on a boat. That's my mother. Three years old. With two brothers. And it's a three-month voyage. On the ocean, Atlantic Ocean. From? On a ship from Croatia. Croatia. To New York. And where's your father from? Where's Daddy, William from? They're from northern Michigan, but the father is from London, England. Okay. And the mother's from, uh, she's French Canadian, Canada. Okay. And where did they meet? In Canada or I don't know, Jesse. Or Michigan? I never asked Daddy where his parents I really don't know. So I he, would say Michigan. He's born in Michigan, though, William is. Dad's farm there, yeah. Okay. And she's from Canada. And Olga makes it to Michigan at three years old. Mm -hmm. From Croatia. And their... Her father has got a job in the northern Michigan copper mines, where the copper is deep, deep, deep. They had to go by, well, you know, when you're painting on a big building, a scaffold, you had to go be lowered with scaffolds to mm-hmm. get to the bottom where they mine. Today it's all exposed on the sides of the mountains there. Yeah. They don't have to go deep for it anymore. They worked hard. Very hard getting that copper out. And right. she's 12 years old, you said, when she quits school and goes to work for yes, herself. Yes, that's correct. She goes to work to help to support the little brothers and sisters that are under her. And she goes to work for a lumber? She, uh, mother gets a job for somebody running. First of all, she walks from her farm into the town, and they're running a hotel or a motel business. 
And then she gets a job as a, well, what do they call it today? Where they're boarding, they're helping, where they're boarding rumors, feeding, cooking, cleaning. A maid. A maid, just I a guess. typical maid. Or did she live with the people? No, mother lived with uh, my dad's sister and her husband okay. as they were running this lumber mill. And she worked for the, uh, worked there. She stayed, she stayed there overnight. Because you had to have breakfast for boarders early in the morning and and uh, cleaning, you okay. know. Yeah. So that's what she worked at the lumber mill doing? Yeah, she did as a maid there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is where she meets? She meets my father, who's a bachelor. Good looking. But he's only how old? Daddy, seven years older than mother. 25, 24, 25, right in there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well... But how old when they met? Well, she's like a, a young girl, 17, 18 years old, because Lily, she was 19. So when, she was working for some time mm -hmm, before she met? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were introduced. And then Daddy had this big star, this brand new star. <laughs> and Mother of oh gosh, I love that, going with this handsome man with this big... The only bachelor, my father, was the only bachelor that owned a car. You said that. He was a hard worker. Daddy worked hard for every penny he got, and he got that car. He was just a young man. And this is on the UP, the Upper Peninsula. Upper Peninsula. He's the only bachelor with a car. He was the only bachelor with a brand new car. And she said, she... She mother says, I didn't really fall in love with your dad, but I did fall in love with the star. <laughs> Which I still laugh at. Yeah, and that's that sounds like it. Yeah. That's a female. <laughs> I told that to Auntie Kip, and Auntie Kip, that's mother mother for you she says and then so how old when they have their first kid she's 19 and he's 26 and they have they're 27 years apart and they have Lillian my Lily is named after her who would be if she were living she died with cancer at 35 if she were living she would be 87 four years between us because they had Lillian Tony Dorothy and me, all them in them four years. What kind of cancer took her? She had uh, breast cancer. And that was back in the day before? Jessie, she was 35 years old. So today, uh, I have all kinds of mail here to support breast cancer. But I got a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Envelopes here. I can't keep up with all this stuff. Seven K. I get seven magazines a day, mail order catalogs, and about five, six... But that was back in the day before there was any of this stuff. So how long after she got diagnosed did she pass away? She lived two years. Two years with Two it. years, Jesse. The cancer spread. Whew. Yeah. The and cancer spread. But so, so going back to your childhood, you're a, you're the baby of the family, right? I'm the baby. Yes, I am the baby. And then Mary comes along ten years later. Oh, they decided they were going to have this baby for us teenagers. Well, I'm not a teenager, but the other kids were. Because that's just what teenagers want, is a we baby. We wanted a baby in the house. Did and you really want Yes, it? and hmm. we were thinking, where mother, they didn't do ultrasounds, but mother was thinking, she was hoping she'd have a boy, because we only had the one boy. And so we had his name all picked out, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny. 
and then mother gives birth to Mary in 1944. She's a little nine-pound girl. Ooh, big girl. She's a little girl, nine-pound girl, Jessie. And um, she's 73 today. Yeah. So you grow up in Michigan your whole life. Yep, right up until graduation. And you graduated from Rockland Roger High School. What year? 1952. Mm -hmm. what, what, what was life like back then? Tough. Tough? The lady, uh, neighbor lady, two doors down from ours would say, Margaret, are you going to the post office? Yeah, I said, I have to take some mail down from my mother. She said, would you pick up my mail and would you buy me some postage stamps? Postage stamps were three cents. And she'd say, here's some money for the stamps, and here's a dime. You stop and get ice cream. That was big money, dear. That was big money was back big then? Big money in them days. You bet it was. <laughs> I remember when the war was over, honey. Now, I am interfering in this conversation that Go for I'm it. changing it. And this is World War One. This is World War Two. Okay. It's the one Grandpa Henry would be yeah. after fighting. Daddy said, Ma, we're going to celebrate. This is a, it, it was 1945, Jesse. And he says, Ma, we're going to celebrate. The war is over today. Turn the radio on. You'll find out all the happiness and everything. And he says, we're going to do a party for the kids today. And then something, that special party, I don't forget. Daddy said, I'm going to go across the road. And I'm going to build a little bonfire. We didn't have a grill. And I'm going to go down the meat market. I'm going to bring home five pounds of hot dogs. Okay. And he did. Hot dogs. And then he says, I'm going to go to so-and-so's and I'm going to get... No, she said, I made root beer. You won't have to get soda pop. I got root beer made for the kids. She made her own root beer for you. But that's a very significant time of my life, dear. 45. And I don't know exactly what month was it. The war was over. September or July, uh -huh. but it was 1945. Okay. And uh, Daddy, my dad was good at entertaining the kids, and he gave yeah. this little party for us. I got a question, Dorothy, see what she remembers. We don't have the same mind here, and I don't. Yeah. It's all different. And it could be age. I different think. memories. It's all different, Jesse. That's cool. But that was very significant for Daddy to be doing that. It was a great day to celebrate. And it was just everybody get happy, Daddy. Daddy yeah. says everybody celebrate, and we did. Jesse. When you said he was a great dad, oh, I had a wonderful father, wonderful dear. Our mother was strict. He was very strict, and I think the reason she was strict is because Daddy had to work away for work, come home on weekends. Mother tried to be mother and father both. Now I have to be mother and father too. Mm -hmm. I did, and I won't lie. Because you got this man in the veterans, uh, going in the veteran, in and out of the veterans, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know. taking anxiety. But, and so, so you're saying that Olga played mom and dad, but she, she was strict. She was what very do you, strict. What do you remember of your dad? My dad was very loving. You know who I, how we love each other? Mm -hmm. That was my dad. You wouldn't be standing next to daddy unless you were in his arms. <laughs> little Frenchman he was a, oh god we loved our dad he was wonderful and daddy would be up in the fields making hay for those two cows with a sigh yeah Jesse and he'd call kitty cat that was Dorothy come on up and get daddy's pipe and fill it up with tobacco and kit would bottle up 
and she'd get the pipe, bring it down and fill it tobacco. He said, light it now. <laughs> we hated tobacco. <laughs> and she would. She has memories. That's and he'd, uh, kitty tat, titty tat. And I said, well, what made you call her kitty cat? Because he says, when your mother would strain, strain the milk, it was in these big pans, so we'd get the cream off mm -hmm. for butter. And he says, there she was, licking the cream. <laughs> As a little girl? Yeah, yeah. Kitty cat, yeah. We grew up pretty much together, I and her and Tony, uh, you know, Jesse. Through thick and through thin and through hard hard times and uh, a lot of real hard times. But, uh... You said your dad would take you into town? Oh, my dad, if it was snow outside, daddy would get the sleigh, sleighs, put ropes on them. And he'd say, Ma, get the kids dressed up because I'm going to take the kids out of your way now. I'm going to take them uptown. We're going to visit. One man made popcorn and he had all the strawberry patches around Jesse. That was his living. He was a bachelor. Another couple, Mr. and Mrs. Harris, she'd play bingo. And you know what our prizes were? She'd wrap little Christmas candies in little things. That was her prize. Little individual, individual candies? Ollie and Olive and Harry, I think was his name, the Harrises. And they were our pretty much our childhood because Daddy would get us dressed up, the play run, and away we go. Cold or not, it didn't matter. He said, get the kids out of the way for a while. He'd take them. So she'd have, you know, the, you got four kids on your feet, you know. Yeah. He was a wonderful father. I don't know how more to explain it. And he is just capital W. And so then you're going to school. Yeah, we're going to school. Daddy's working because the, he finished up all the jobs there in town. And he had to go away in order to get work. Got and a big he, family. And where did he go away to? Minnesota. For He worked for the railroad company. Masabi Range, Iron Range Company. He boarded and roomed with his sister and her husband. Yeah. And uh, he'd say, many times Dad would say, Mother, Mom, how's our meat holding out? There was one pig that was butchered at Christmas time. There was bacon and, you know, mm -hmm. Jesse. And Ma would say, it's running pretty low. And Daddy says, well, then i got to get my pack sack and my rifle <laughs> and go down and kill the deer. Honey, my mother could take those deer's steak. Deer steak. Yeah. Deer roast. Oof. One time I went home. Sounds good. And Ma, she says, Marge, you know, the roast there, what are you eating? Ma, it's a beef roast. No, no. The neighbors gave me a roast of venison. She knew how to cook that, Jesse. How much garlic to put. It was yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we kind of grew up on venison. Yeah. Well, it was there, but it was not lawful. It was all natural, though. It was there, but it wasn't lawful. It wasn't really. lawful? How come they had permits? Out of season, yeah. Them? Yeah, it was all out of season. And Daddy would go, and uh, he'd go down the road. That you gotta eat. You gotta eat. Yeah. Well, you got a, a bunch of kids at home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Jesse. Times were very different than they are today, dear. It's mm -hmm. all different. And uh, they were good parents and the very reasonable parents we had. So where are you going to to school? Right down over the hill. Right, right there. Down the over school the was in our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good. Bunch of teachers, all college degree teachers. What was your favorite subject in school? Honey, we were straight A students. Mm -hmm. 
and we didn't have to study. We it just came natural spelling, reading. I used to won all. I used to win all of those stand up co uh, spelling contests. Yeah. You know, you had spelling ten bees. kids. And the, I won. I won. We were straight A kids. But what was your favorite? What was your? I would have to say it wasn't math. <laughs> For me, uh, a lot of music. Yeah. A lot of music with the with the music teacher. And I had to sing at my own graduation. I had to solo during plays, you know, when you had to plays to give mm -hmm. on the stage. And pretty much, I would have to say English, spelling writing. and English and writing and all that were, and music were for me. And didn't you say your father was musical? My dad's father owned a Stradivarius. Your dad's father. My dad's your, father. Your grandpa. Okay. And when daddy was 12, the mother died. But Mr. Hunt left for Chicago and got to play in a band with his Stardomarius. And he fell in love with the music teacher. Oh. So daddy and the girls, and the, they pretty much raised themselves right up till they married, honey. You know what I mean? Really? Okay. Yeah. Because... Yeah, he was a Stradivarius, And that was a very, very, very expensive Instrument now, where he bought it, I don't know. Yeah, if my dad were living, I could get that information. Stradivarius, Stradivarius, okay. They're very rare, Jesse. There's not too many Stradivarius in the world. If what is it? Is it like a piano or a violin? Oh, okay, violin, yeah, huh? Maybe you could get something information off of the internet for to find out. We can look right now, yeah, at a Stradivarius. See if, any, uh, if anyone owns them, they're worth millions. You because so? they were rare. Yeah, they were worth rare, dear. If you had one of them, you could sell everything you own. And... Strato. <clears throat> Strato. Strato. Various. V-A-R-I. Violin. U.S. Yeah. Stradivarius mm -hmm. is one of the violins mm -hmm. built by members of the Italian family Stradivari, particularly, mm -hmm. and particularly Antonio Stradivari during the 17th and 18th centuries. Centuries. Well, shit, yeah, if they were built back then, yeah. I'm sure they're... Uh... You betcha, they're pretty... There weren't many, but they're expensive. If you had one, you'd be pretty precious. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll say there's copies of them going on eBay for 12 bucks. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be... But I don't know about how much an original would be. No, that... If there was built in the 17th no, century, though, Auntie yeah, I'm sure she's isn't old. very happy expensive. about the Stradivarius issue in our family. She's told me already that... The Stradivarius should have gone into my, our family. It went into his brother's family, Uncle David. Well, what she give a shit? She wants to give all the family heirlooms to a museum I, anyway, I, right? I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, because we got talking about it one day, and she says, well, our grandpa Stradivarius went to our Uncle David, nice little auntie kid. I don't think anybody contested it that it went to Uncle David. Well, she's asking me. I don't, you know, hon, I've been gone for 65 years from there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's all. Yeah. I've been gone. Am I supposed to track the start of very, start of very? <laughs> but so. Mean, but you're right. She's, our mother's locket is going in the museum. Some pierced earrings mother mm -hmm. had. And she keeps telling me on the phone. Mother used to say, watch my pierced earrings from my old country town and, and I'm thinking kid are you telling me the truth are you and I you know honey and got it all right all right family it, matters yeah. now stick with me yeah I'm there all the way stick <laughs> with me let's go back to the time I haven't wet my pants yet <laughs> I'll have to keep drinking <laughs> okay so you're, you're you grow up in Michigan yeah 
and yeah. you're going to school down the road. Now you go to high school, you graduate high school, mm-hmm. 1952. Mm-hmm. And you're how old when you leave Michigan for the first time? 18. 18. After high school. And this is because your brother Tony. Because a brother is getting discharged from Great Lakes Naval Station out of Chicago. And he says, Marge, be ready to go. I got discharged. I'm going to get a job here. And you're coming to Milwaukee. You're out of high school now. You're coming to work. And I did. I got ready. And mother gave me a $20 bill. That Just, was... Honey, that's like somebody handed you 500 today. <laughs> yeah, big money. Yeah. Back then. Honest. And a piece of luggage. Samson, it's up in the closet. Samson ate luggage. My favorite. She bought it at a jewelry store. And you know, the kids today do not have any conception of the value of anything today, dear. Because I had some very... Certainly not like back then. I had some precious pieces of leather thing up there. And I said, Lily and Donald, I'm giving you these. They're very precious. Mm -hmm. They belong to my elderly aunt. And I don't know what happened to them, but they don't have many. Uh, I don't know, Jesse. That's a different world today. Yeah, it's a different story. So you're 18 and you move out to Milwaukee. Yeah. And I'm this little kid from a little town now. Where do you get your first job? Telephone company, Mountain Bell Telephone. Mountain Bell Telephone. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you worked there for how long? I worked there until Dorothy called me and said mother was having a hysterectomy, Marge. And you might have to quit your job to come and help me because Elizabeth is two and Barbara is one. And I'm going to have to be with mother and you're going to have to take care of my babies. I did. Okay. Quit my job and went and took care of her little babies because she went in a town where mother was operated on 40 miles away to be with mother. And I stayed at the house. I think I had Mary in school though because Mary's a little older than those kids of Dorothy's. I think I had Mary going to kindergarten or first grade. See, this is good. You didn't tell me any of this last time. Well, honey, it's more yeah. stuff that comes in. I know. I more don't like more to, stuff. Well, honey, I don't like to speak harshly or anybody to think that I'm harsh. Well, or, so you, you move back to help take care of the kids. Those little girls of Dorothy's, she would tell you the truth if she were on the phone. Mary. And so, how long before you end up back in Milwaukee? Well, mother has this hysterectomy, and I think I stayed at the house. That would be the house I was born in, my mother's house. And mother got discharged in two weeks, and I think I stayed another two weeks to help take care of her. Okay. And Dorothy went back to lower Michigan with the two little girls, and I stayed there with mother. Okay. I also had to go back there other times when they called me, dear. I had to fly out of Phoenix. But so you're... Just speaking to this time, when do you end up going back to Milwaukee? When you when you meet Grandpa after that? Oh Lord, I dated I dated quite a few guys between the time I yeah. You said that I did. So all right, so I'm. So you're taking you're helping take care of your mom. Yeah. And about three years later, she's she's recuperating. Mother is, and Dorothy's gone home because she had a husband now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm single, and uh, I go back to Milwaukee. I'm trying, you know, honey, I don't remember what car. I always had a car. I was uh, driving. I always had a car, and so I go go back, and uh, I had to start all over. 
because I quit my job at the phone company. I had to have get around by bus, I guess I did. And so when you move back to Milwaukee, do you get your job back with the phone company? No, I didn't go back to the phone company. I went to work for Gimbal Brothers, or a big seven-story department store there. Okay. I worked in the leather goods store there. I had my own counter, which is fun. Yeah. Come holiday time, you had Buxton and Ralph's wallets or all leather, the matching glasses case and the matching key case. They would sell, dear comes Christmas. I made a lot of money for that fucking store. <laughs> Jesse, that's the truth. I did. I know the feeling, being a salesperson, I making someone a else a lot of money. money. I'm I not know. kidding. I have to put that word in there to make it sound <laughs> Well, that's the truth, dear. I understand. I mean, and you know, honey, they they didn't pay us anything much than a dollar eighty cents an hour. Enough to live. Yeah. And uh, probably less than that, I'm thinking. I'm going way back there to 50, 50s. I think it was minimum wage, a dollar, 99. I had to make it on 99 cents. I yeah. had to have bus fare, because I didn't have a car yet. Bus fare, apartment, food, clothing. I yeah. made it, though. That was me. And and were you making it on your own at this point? Or all the time. with your brother? I lived again? on my own all the time, dear. As soon as I got my first check from the phone company, I was on my own. Oh, really? I'd been on my own all the okay. time. All the time. So you didn't live with your brother for that long? Nope. nope okay. Nope, nope. So you're working for this department store. I remember for the seventh floor, Gimbal Brothers. I'm down on the first floor. It was fun at Christmas. Because ding, dong, ding, everything's ringing and the lights are, you know, it's yeah. pleasant. It's a pleasant. And um, <clears throat> I was dating one guy, Dale Lucas at that time. My supervisor says, Margaret. He worked part-time. He'd come in in the evening to work. He was a teacher. Mm -hmm. And he worked part-time at night because we were open nights till 9. He said, Margaret, uh, he says, uh, that guy that's coming in here over your counter, I, I don't think I approve him for you. I says, Dale Lucas? And he, and he, no, 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 you're one beautiful girl and very sophisticated looking. He looks like a farmer to me. I dated him a while. It was something, something to do again, Jesse. Yeah. And I dropped him. Well. I dropped him. Oh. Oh, coming to my... It's odd of your, your uh, employer to be sticking his nose in your dating life. And then coming to my counter, coming to my counter then was a pretty good looking Greek. Oh. Now listen to this story, dear. Okay. I fought wolves all my life. Okay. He's got dark hair. And the girl on the other side, she's selling leather goods, but she's doing the big purses. I'm doing the small stuff. She said that, I forget the name now, so-and-so. Is he asking you out? And I said, yeah. And I told him I'm going home to my home in Michigan. And uh, he says, well, I'll be waiting for you when you come back. And uh, she says, I quit going with him. He's married. Um, got little kids at home. Yeah. Married man trying to pick you up. Trying to pick up. Honey, it's been that way all the time. So here, Jesse, he comes by the counter one day. It's going to be Christmas Eve, like tomorrow. My brother and I are going home. We did all our trips back. He always had the cars. Mm -hmm. Here comes this Greek. Not a bad looking thing. But once I found out he was married, and she told me that girl across the aisle... I kind of give him the cold shoulder. He had a $20 bill. Show you where money went. He says, here's for you, but you got to be there for me when I come, when you come back. 
put the twenty. He pushed it in my pocket. He's trying to trying to yeah pick up. Treat you like on a his prostitute. Wife. Cheating on his wife. He's treating you like a whore. Yeah. So uh, I kept the twenty dollar bill and I questioned people older than me because when you're young, yeah, you're always looking for somebody else to give you a little little guidance, a little bit, dear. And so I talked to some of the women and I said I got this twenty dollar bill from this character. And I said, I found out from the other girl across the aisle that he's married. Though, so, and they got little children, and she says, drop him like a hot potato right now. Good advice. Yeah, and I did. And he come round the counter. I come back from Christmas vacation. I says, got your $20 bill. You bitch, keep it. Oh. Yeah, well, that was the end of him, dear. So, Fucking A. Yeah. Uh, one time, though, he knew where I lived, and he come looking for me. Someone said he was looking for me, and... No, I said, I don't want nothing to do with him. He's a married man, you know? That's why if I would have known Grandpa Henry was married, honey, I would have never... Well, he was divorced, but so... I so you're working for the department store. Is yeah. this when you meet my Grandpa no, Henry? No, 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 When I meet Henry, I'm working for a big vending company. They have vending machines. All so how did you go from the department store to the vending company? The department store, honey, I've been work. You're working for Gimbal, the seventh floor. Yeah. How do you go from there to this vending machine Well, wait company? a minute. Now, I'm working for Gimbal Brothers, and I have to go home and help take care of my mother again. Okay. So it's quick jobs, and oh, then start okay. all over. So when I started all over, I went to work for the Boston store. Boston store was another on Wisconsin Avenue, great big store. I got up in the place in the toy department mm -hmm. where you run your little Lionel trains. I was in charge of running <laughs> yeah. little trains. My boss supervisor was an Italian, Mr. Milanzi. He says, Margaret, you've got to meet me at my car tonight right after work. It's a blue one in Isle Saint so I told him to go shh. I didn't say anything, but I didn't meet him, dear. I got on the bus. Yeah, so this is the creep that tried to get you to... Yes, he fired me. And he I fires got, you. I got fired. Because you didn't Yeah, I meet got fired, yeah. Oh, hell, I've been through a lot of stuff, dear. Yeah, that's the truth. I was fired the next day. And so then you get a job for the vending machine company? Now, wait a minute, honey. Okay, after that, then I... I'm trying to think. Did I buy my car? See, I went out to Arizona in my brand new little Fiat. I'm trying to think, but I think I did get a, I got a car. Okay. It wasn't the new car. I went to see Dorothy and Ed and the kids in Rochester, Michigan, where they lived. Okay. And I bought a Studebaker. I didn't have a car. I might have went on the train or a bus. I bought a Studebaker. Do you ever hear of a champion or a commander? Yeah. I got one for 600 bucks. Hunk of junk. <laughs> Hunk of junk. And I uh, visited with them for a while. And then I drove, uh, you have on the side of the lake, you have Manitowoc, Wisconsin, and something Michigan. And if you drove and you made that one boat, ferry boat, if you missed that boat, you could still go up a ways and drive, honey, yeah. and catch the other ferry. The ferries were going between Ludington and Manitowoc, is the names of the places. Okay. And I did that, and I came across on that ferry. <laughs> God, tell me some woman. And the, it's pretty rough on the rake. The boat, the, the boat, the ferry's rocking. Yeah. And she, she, she says, "I'd like to give you some candy." And um, she was a fairy. 
She wanted me to. She, she was a fairy. She oh, was she a was queer. gay. Oh, <laughs> I figured that out right away, dear. She was trying to buy me. So by the time we got off the boat, I was going to go with her. She figured. Well, that's the first encounter I had with that kind of a person. Okay. That was the first one and the last. No, my um, uh, old car was on the ferry, so they unload them, and then you go get your car. And again, because I was gone a ways, I had to start all over with an apartment. Found an apartment, had a little money, and got the job at the Big Boston store. That's the one where I got fired, the Big Boston store. Mm -hmm. Well, hell, I don't remember what I did after that job, but I was fired because I wouldn't meet him. Okay. Now I'm trying to think, dear. It goes back a long time. A lot of events, a lot of things in, in an old lady's life, you know. Well, no matter. So and I dated different guys. And you meet Grandpa Henry. And I meet Henry. When yeah. you're working for this vending machine company. Yep, I get that job. Well, I went to Florence at Switchboard School, dear. Mm -hmm. I go on the bus and that school was downtown. And uh, we trained in there. Well, it wasn't phones like today. Everything was switchboard, you know. Mm -hmm. Wires going. And I learned all about how to run switchboard school. And got my certificate from there. And Nancy Duda was a little gal that I went to school with. And she called me one day and she says, Happy face, Margaret. Happy face, Hunter. Mm -hmm. I got a head job up here at Ace Foods Vending Company. And there's another job opening in the cashiers. Would you? Do you are you do you mind or do you you're gonna still try and be an operator, honey? I says I'll take any job I can get right now. I went up and interviewed and was on the next day already, dear. And this is in Milwaukee. And this is in Milwaukee. Okay. And we handled Brinks was a company that loaded us, loaded the money and took it to the bank. And yeah. Honey, everything would be <clears throat> the guys would bring in little poachy with the drawstring. Mm -hmm. We go through about a hundred of those a day, dump it in the machine, and the coin sorter would come, and the bags would hang on the coin sorter, the quarters, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And uh, each one had to be taped and wired before Brinks came in the next day. So you were lifting some pretty, you had to have some muscles, yeah, pretty heavy say. stuff. But it, that went pretty good. Cool. That went pretty good. And I was on that job. That's where I got my, when I bought my new car, the Fiat. There. The Fiat. The Fiat. Four cylinders under the hood. And it's at this point that your friend Barb... It's at this point that I'm dating Henry. Well, because your friend Barb... Barb isn't dating Henry. I I'm am. I'm trying to set you up, girl. Yeah, dear. How did you guys meet? To her. And I'm working. She's still at the phone company, but I had to go home and do business with family, so I'd have to start all over when I come back. And I, I had met Henry through Barbara. Well, it, I wasn't jumping, you know, I didn't need him. Hell, I'm independent. I was always independent there. Yeah. I didn't need anybody to buy my car or help me pay for my car. I earned the money and I did it all my way. But it was uh, through that job when I was working at the vending company when the lady, the landlady would say, Margaret Henry Mitchell's on the phone. Come on down and get the phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Jesse. But, you know, but he wouldn't leave me alone. But tell the story of how you got introduced to him through Barb. Through Barbara. Yeah. you. But you, that's a job that you was... You just say through Barbara, though, but how? 
honey. Tell the story. Right there on the on the sidewalk. She says, this big white Oldsmobile belongs to a bachelor in my apartment building, Henry Mitchell. Oh. I says, there he is outside washing it. Okay, she's not doing a good job selling the story like she did the first time, but... We're well, talking honey, a big white boat of a car. A big white boat with, with a red, red interior, interior. And he's out there with a bucket of soapy water and a rag, and he's cleaning it. We say red interior. We mean here. Give me a shoe. Right red, on. dear. That color. That No, don't never mind. <laughs> it was that color. Like this, honey. Yeah. Bright red. Bright red. A, a white. A big boat of a car. Eight cylinders under Bright the red interior. And Barb introduces him. Yeah. He's out there washing. And I asked you, did you love him? Like, they say that a woman knows no, if they're going to marry him. he didn't turn me on at all. <laughs> he did not turn me on. And I have to say that. Specific truth. And you're, you're 22. Yeah. And he he's didn't turn 32. me on. Yeah. But all the time we're dating, I'm thinking, this man is older than me. Could he have ever been married? So if he didn't turn you on at all, what made you... Because you wanted to go out. Because he wanted to go out? You wanted to go out to eat. You wanted to go dancing. He you took you to, to the nice places? He did, Henry. He, he had the nice car? He nice places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, well, he says, I'm going to spoil you so other no other man wants you. He'd say to me, you repeat that. And I never dated another person in Arizona because in the back of my mind was him. <laughs> because he did spoil me, Jesse. Yeah. Talk about somebody with that intention. He, honest to God, did. I'm not going to lie. He spoiled me rotten. There was no man that I could date. Somebody introduced me to a Bob somebody where I lived in Mesa. And I think that Bob took me out. We went for lunch. You know what I mean? I just never had no attraction to any other guy. Because there was Henry. I had dated. There's no other guy could spoil me the way he did. But so it wasn't a physical attraction, but he just spoiled you. It just spoiled. The nice places, the restaurants, the dance floor, uh, bands would come in. uh, And Chicago, we danced to Guy Lombardo's bands. We danced to all the big bands, honey. So are you saying to any guy out there who's like trying to get a girl that is totally not interested in him, all you're saying is spoil him? Spoil well, that. Well, honey, if you, if you, and I think, see, I came into his life. Yeah. A young girl. I'm not too bad looking, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't have been. But, honey, he, he did. He treated me, and he'd give me the car. Now, you go home and see Mom. Twice he gave me that car. Go home and see you. And Dorothy even remembers. She says, I have letters from you telling me Henry gave you the car and you were going home. Yeah, yeah. He was that kind of a person. He spoiled me rotten. But even though he's spoiling you, you... I know nothing about him. Well, you leave him, too. You go to Arizona, and you leave him behind in Milwaukee after a few years of going out with him. Yeah, yeah. After a couple of years, yeah. I did. Yeah, that's a truth. And you had no intention of getting back with him? Because Daddy said, uh, Bud, you always want to go out west. He said, he knew Henry. He met him. Mm-hmm. You're going to marry. And I know that. And that'll be fine, because he says, I want grandchildren. Well, Dorothy had kids, but he said that. He says, you're going to get married, but get it out of your system right now, what you've always wanted to do before you settle down. And I listened to my dad. My dad was smart there. And he was, and I did. Yeah. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's the way life is. Um, What can I say? It happened. 
Well, so you go out to Arizona. I go to Arizona. I'm working. And no other guy compares. I don't date anybody. One guy, and he was never. He could not compare to Henry. Nobody. And you end up going back to Milwaukee. I end up. Daddy says you're not going to like it. You're going to be alone out here. We're all going back. All the relatives are. You're going to be alone. It gets hot here. You have no idea how hot it can be. So you basically went out to Arizona for the season, came back to Milwaukee. I went and worked for a couple of years out there, dear, and then. And Henry's but, waiting but for listen, well, a couple of years, I thought you said. Yeah, well, 59, 60, and 61, Kennedy and Nixon were running Kennedy 1, wherever that was. And hmm. uh, let me on a, put, put, put this specifically. I worked for Motorola. And when you had transistors, you had leads. They had these little wires on them, and they were a little... You didn't pick them up with your fingers because you might be bending the leads, but you used the tweezers okay. to pick them up. I didn't like. I never worked in factories before, and I didn't like that job. I didn't. I liked him. I liked him. I was miserable at that job. You've never been in a place like that, there, where you're working a job, but you wished you weren't there. You wished you were with somebody else. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, honey. Now I'm going to tell you that's the truth. I'd be crimping them leads, and I'm thinking. I've never worked in a factory before, and I don't like it here either. When Daddy says, you're going to be out here alone, that, oh, that was like it. i got to get the hell out of this place. You know what I mean? And he was waiting for me. He was waiting for me right there. there. And Henry's waiting for you when you get back. He would go to Aunt Rosie's at my aunt and uncle's, and he'd say, you hearing from Margie? Aunt Rosie says, yeah, she's still working for Motorola. And he kept working at American Motors. He kept working. He always worked, and when he got... Uh, 14 years in and at American Motors he went to work for this they make the for the boats for the boats for motors what do you call it dear? for the cars the yeah. wheel wells yeah yeah. well he, he cut that but job. so don't fast forward that far yet so you get back to Milwaukee mm -hmm. and he's waiting for you yeah you're never going to get away from me again woman mm -hmm. you didn't find that creepy in the least stupid stupid Honey, uh, you'd have to know me. I was a virgin. Yeah. I had never been with men. He's the only man I'd never been with to this day. I married the man that I fell in love with. I married him. I had two of his children. I'd never been with another man. I can look you right in the eye and tell you that is the truth here. <laughs> I believe you. It's honest to God. Not because I'm odd or strange. It's because of my character. So how long after you get back to Milwaukee before you guys get married? Well, uh... Wait a minute now, that's in the summer, because Daddy said it'd be getting hot. We had, before that, before I ever went to Arizona, we had the priest to talk with the priest. And he said, you two, uh, we weren't, I wasn't planning to go out west. He says, you two been together a few years. Henry says, yes, we have. He, we had a, a quiet in the priest's parsonage, honey. Yeah. And then... But not an official wedding, and you end up no. leaving him behind. So you weren't really married. Well, yeah, to a certain extent, Jesse, but it was the idea. If that you were really married, you wouldn't no, have left. No, him that to go wouldn't Arizona. be that. That's a church wedding. That's the way the Catholic Church would want it. Yeah. But we had to. Your mother was on the way. We had to get the legal everything done in the courthouse. But so, how long after you get back to Milwaukee? You get back to Milwaukee. Yeah. He's waiting for you. Yeah. How long before you get pregnant with mom? <laughs> Shame on you, <laughs> Jesse. 
It's an honest question. Yeah. You said I, yeah. I'm bringing the she questions. She was born in 62. You're giving me the answers. I worked for 596061 at Motorola. I go back there as Henry waiting for me. We get pregnant. So, in the fall. So in the pretty fall. much immediately. Because she's born in August. And figure yeah. it out, Jesse. We went to a great big concert that night. And So pretty much right after and you get back. And you're pretty much smarter than I am. And I said to you one day, ovulating. You said, no, Grandma, ovulating. Not ovulating. Ov- <laughs> That's what was. And honey, Don't talk to me about ovulating, now let Grandma. Me ta- now let me tell you a little bit of something else. Because of my stupid, you know, of my modesty and the kind of person I am. I didn't know nothing about sex. Yeah. I never seen a man's... Nah, I knew nothing. <laughs> I didn't know women ovulated, dear. I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, Grandma, to be honest... We didn't have sex classes in high school. Yeah. I wish we did. I knew nothing. My mother didn't tell us nothing. You know, back in the olden days, everything was pretty secret, pretty... Yeah. You know, dear. I didn't know nothing about that. No sort of sex ed. I knew nothing about that kind of... When I first first saw that thing for the first time, I was almost shocked. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I was stupid. Damn stupid, dear. No sex education, no nothing for me. Was he circumcised? You know, I don't know, dear. <laughs> I don't know any. I Yeah, I'd say yes. Yeah. Was it yes. It was cut? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Didn't have a hood? Nope, nope. Didn't have any of that on, dear. But no, that's that's per, that's all. That's the way it went. Everything. But I was stupid. Stupid. Uneducated in yeah. sex. And was I, he good? Sex. Yeah. Was it good? It was all right. Yeah. Not fair. Was it fun? Your ma says to me one day. Was Grandpa a good lover? Was he was he a giving lover? Well, no. Or was I mean, he selfish? Well, wait a minute now, dear. <laughs> Grandpa Mitchell was a strange person because I think he had these broken marriages and he had the war, a little bit of everything into him. He was aloof. Yeah. Very aloof. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to imagine what sex with a man like that would be like. That part was all right, dear. But, uh, you know, me having to raise the kids, uh, you know, he didn't get... Shit, I don't know how to put it down. But so before you guys got married, like you said, you were always concerned that maybe, because he's just, there's a 10 yeah. year difference, yeah. 11 year difference. I figured that. Ooh. Honey, wait a minute. If it's Auntie Kit, I want you to answer. Oh, if it's Auntie Kit, it should have been nervous. It'll be funny, but she was going to call me today. Let's, let's wait and see, Darren. You, she knows you've been coming to visit. You have reached Margaret Mitchell. Please leave your message after the tone. Thank you. I'm surprised her if it is her. Nope. Oh, nah, telemarketers. Oh, yeah, dear. We'll probably get four more before this is Yeah, over. I get four more before bed, dear. But so you're... Yeah, I, that was always on my mind. I never met any of the family. They're all in Florida. Between Tampa and Tampa Bay and Miami was all the sisters. And one of the girls, Mildred and Frank, had a little farm out of Kentucky. But we stopped there traveling through. Oh, just a quick stop. They were nice, nice people. Henry had all, he's got a whole good family, and all the girls were in medical. That's why it doesn't surprise me that Lily has chosen, it's just in her, mm-hmm. in her to chose medical. One was a lab technician, the other one was RN. I don't know all of them, yeah. but they were all in medical, honey. Interesting. Yeah. And so it never surprised me that, oh, plus Lily, I dressed her like a nurse at a party one time in Mesa, <laughs> and she won the prize, Jesse. 
I, I got material and made it. Well, I got dressed as Sherlock Holmes one year, but I never became a detective. Yeah, she won. She so. won that, and I don't know what the money prize was, but yeah. Okay. I did. So I'll but, So one. you're always worried that he might have been married. Before. There was always a thought in the back of my mind here. Because and there's of the age even a night when he says to you, "You know, well, honey, he never lied because I never asked him. He just." I crammed him up, and I think that was going to be what he was going to tell me. I think so. And I'll never to this day, knowing he's not here, I can't ask him, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think the way he kind of acted while we were eating, I something I have to tell you, Marge. I said, I don't think I want to hear it. I says, I've fallen in love with you, and um, I'm afraid you got something to tell me that's going to make us break up. He climbed, he wouldn't say, I, I know he was going to tell me, dear. And he shut up. He didn't just shut up like that. And never brought it up again. No, never again. Never again. No, no. And then come to find out, fast forward to current day, what, a month ago or so, Aunt Lil finds out. Yeah. From a... I don't think anybody's shocked. I really, no. I don't know how your mother feels, and I asked her, were you and Lily going to pursue him to come here and visit. Yeah. That's your brother. So mom sits me down. And she says. We're having coffee. I mean, she hasn't sitting down. Yeah. But we're having coffee and she just says to me one day, like she goes, oh, by the way, did you yeah. hear about. Grandpa, Grandpa Henry's Henry Eugene. Boy. And I'm like, yeah. no. What? I'm like thinking she's talking about Grandpa. And she explains to me, no, your Aunt Lil did a mouse swab. Yeah. For the. Yeah, the she did. Yeah. Genetic ancestry. And that came up. Yeah. Which is where we found out what our yeah. genetics were. And then shortly after that, she gets a phone call. Well, I'm the from one. a gentleman who says, "My name's Henry Eugene Mitt yeah, Mitchell." Seventy-three. They're talking. Seventy-three years old. And I asked Don Marie if she and Lily were going to go together and have him come here. Yeah, we'll welcome him, honey. And but so aside from this newly discovered half brother, they have another half. That's what Lily was saying. So I said, "Well, I am the Melania. I am the Melania. Yeah. I mean, Trump's." Fourth wife, that would be me. Because they have another half sister and brother. I think maybe another brother. But you know something, Jesse? It isn't shocking to me, and yet it could be because when after their dad died, I had to go to the Veterans Administration. Because mm -hmm. Henry told me, Mother, if I should pass on before you, you get into Phoenix, go right up to the 12th floor to the, and tell them people you're a widow now and ask them if there's something that they could do for no I won't ask them anything but I did what he told me to do and they said Margaret you're Mr. Mitchell's second wife I says oh that's what the records are saying mm -hmm. honey the records none of this other stuff about these Henry <laughs> yeah yeah I'm still not shocked but it does nothing kind of it kind of isn't corresponding properly from what they told me and what Lily is telling me when she comes in here. I says, well, honey, you told me I was, mother, second wife, you could be the sixth or the seventh, I think. Oh, what? <laughs> Jesse, what the hell are you going to do? You can't cry. And no. the man, I said, I wouldn't strangle him if you come here. He's gone. Well, and if, if, if it means anything, which it should, you definitely got him for the longest. Because well, you guys you were together what, till the day he died. You know what I told the kids? Because Henry, the day that we married in legally in the courthouse, he says, Mother, I think you're the one that's going to understand it all. And I said, Henry, what is it you want me to understand? 
He says, you'll find out one day. And I think this is where he's coming from. He didn't want to tell me that he's nervous and that he's this and he's that because he didn't want to lose me. I was going to say, do you think he was referring to the, the past family? A little bit of everything or... here. You'll find out one day. And I know we already did this, but yeah. I, got, I want to do it again now. Well, honey. For this sake. Um, and you know what, dear? Because Actually, what you're referring to is, well, in, in his the, nervousness, he was... Yeah, to be very, very... A World War II veteran. You better believe it. Uh, uh, he di he was discharged, Lily says, according to the papers, and re-signed. He just and he had a purple heart. Yeah, yeah, and one of the daughters, his sisters had that. And these are... They told us that. My grandfather's med uh, military papers, and what I didn't know, I knew he was in the military, but I didn't know he had a purple heart. And That's what they told the girls, his sister, Edna. What I have here from uh, Commander Minecraft, United States Pacific Fleet. How old they are. They're yellow. Yeah. It's a citation, and it says, For meritorious conduct right. as gun captain of a five-inch mm -hmm. mount on a United States mm -hmm. minesweeper during operations against the enemy at Okinawa. That would Gunto. be the war was on, honey. He was in the war in on Japan. On the 12th of April, 1945. Mm-hmm. During a fanatical enemy multi-plane suicide attack... His weapon maintained a continuous and effective flow of gunfire. I don't think he could get over that, dear. Which contributed materially to the destruction of three attacking yeah. enemy suicide yeah. planes. Yeah, they would have... His efficient performance of duty, display of cool courage, mm -hmm. and disregard for personal safety were in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States. You know, Jesse, Service. as I look back to some of this stuff now, and the history... These women, uh, one, I heard two of the sisters of Henry's talking. If he would have married Margie from the beginning, none of this would have happened. That meant I was the one, come hell or high water, the one that was going to stick with them. That was me. I was the one there. Yep. They could trust me. I was going to stick with them. And he knew that's what. And he knew that. He meant as you yeah. were going to be the one that. I'm the one. That would stick it. Yeah. I did, because he said, Mother, I think you're the one that's going to understand it all. I said, what is it, Henry? I'm supposed to understand. He said, one day you'll know it all. And I think that this is where it's surfacing now, Jesse. And so you guys get married yeah. unofficially, and then, and then later you get on officially legally, married. Yeah, yeah we, we had two men. With Mom on the way. Two men and the hands on the Bible. Oh, yeah, I took my vows. I meant it. I was going to stay with them. And... Yeah. There's nothing to be ashamed of in our life. There's nothing. <laughs> no, ma'am. There's nothing to be ashamed of, How? Jesse. How was the decision to have Aunt Lil? Like, did you know immediately you wanted to have two girls? No, the decision was I went away, visiting my mother, and, 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 and I come back, and Henry says, Oh, I missed you. You've been gone for almost a month. And we didn't, we didn't use any birth control or anything, dear. What happened, happened. If it was going to happen, it happened, you know. Nothing was planned. Yeah. Or not planned. Yeah. I remember exactly, precisely when I got pregnant with your mother and with Louie. Same man. <laughs> Same man. <laughs> Same penis. <laughs> and so, you guys are living in Milwaukee. Yeah. You have two girls. Yeah. They're going to school. And but Lily wasn't in school yet, because when we went out to Arizona, I got my job back, but she didn't work out in daycare, so I quit. 
Well, and before you go to Arizona, you end up going to Ohio. Vacation time. We have Tony with us. Vacation in Montreal, Quebec, New York, Boston. They but I'm not, not talking vacation. You guys moved to Ohio. Yeah. This was a big vacation that we had, dear, because he worked for Mark and Motors for 14 years. And we always had three three weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah, he had a long time working for But him. so then now tell me about Ohio. Forget the vacation. Uh, Kelsey Hayes. You moved to Ohio. We moved to Ohio. All right, now we're in Ohio. But Henry's drinking. And was he drinking before you moved to Ohio? No. So you move out to Ohio, and that's when the drinking starts. Pretty much, because so the phone would ring. He'd have to get up and go to work at night and get dressed and everything, and it was upsetting. He'd come home, he couldn't get to sleep, and it was, and then it was one particular uh, day where he said, Mother, I stopped at DMARS Hotel downtown. They told me I can't drive. I had too much to drink. Come and get me. <laughs> Honey, I was gone pretty much after that. Because I figured when and he wrecks. When does he? Oh, does he wreck his car before he wrecks he your wrecks car? He wrecks the car when we own our own home in Wisconsin. We had a lovely home there. Don Marie must remember that there. So he was drinking in Wisconsin. It was his birthday. Oh, yeah. And because we were sitting out one Monday, and I don't think she should be telling Ken everything either. It's not necessary. But she's talking to me, and he's picking it all up. Well, Dad's birthday, he was drinking that day when he wrecked your car. And I said, yes, he was there. The car didn't come home. He came home with some people. And that was in Milwaukee that happened? Yeah, yeah, it happened because he had a 40-mile drive to work there. 40 miles to get to that job and 40 home at night. And those guys, when they got off, they're fired up at second shift. They're off at 11, 11.30. They get together and they go over. They know where so-and-so is. And they relax and they drink. Yeah. Which he shouldn't have been doing. But I never ever tell a man what to do. And he so, been, does and, he hmm? does he wreck another car in Ohio? Not that I know of. Did, what did she tell you? Well, she, I thought you told me that he wrecked the car in Ohio, but no, my car. So he's his drinking gets real bad in Ohio. Yeah, it gets saying. bad, pretty bad, dear. Yeah, he's calling, and Don Marie shouldn't remember uh, the phone ringing, and her dad had to go to jobs at midnight. You know, get to bed, fall asleep, and the phone would ring. And then they were down, electric down, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I think, personally, his drinking intensified during that. Because that draw, that job was too much for him, dear. It was too much. It was a good job. It paid well. And uh, But I think it was too much for him, considering the fact that he had already been through war and marriages and blah, 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 whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. It was too much for him. But that boss, uh, Louis Ayala, your mother would tell you she remembers that man and his wife coming to our home out in the country where we lived outskirts of Milwaukee and St. Henry. I won't take that job if you don't come with me, but you need to be with me because you're the number one. He says, you're number one to run that place, all in the supervisor supervisory job. Yeah, that man had... Honey, Henry took all his uh, learning in the Navy. Mm -hmm. All his electrician. So when he come out, he was an electrician already. He could go to work. He'd have to get established, start somewhere first, though. And uh, the jobs in, in Scottsdale was his physical. He couldn't pass the physical. Because his back was messed up. You well, know. so you leave... Like you you said, you're in Ohio. Yeah. The drinking gets bad. He's mother, I got three months on my contract. 
And you leave to Arizona. I go to Arizona. I take the kids. And I get my job back, or got a job right away at Motorola. Put Lily in daycare. I had Don Marie involved in, I don't know, third, fourth grade, whatever. But Lily let it be known that her mother wasn't going to be able to work. She bawled. She cried. Mm. She had a teddy bear fur like this. It was all soaking wet from her, wetting it with tears. <laughs> and they told me, they says, I don't think you can leave Lily here anymore, Mrs. Mitchell, because uh, she just never stopped crying. She cried here. Yeah. So uh, I thought, well, I've got money saved. I've got money in the bank. We'll make it. Here comes Henry. Finished his contract out, and he's with us. There he was. And so when he moved to Arizona, was he living with you guys at first? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a well, the mobile home was small, but it was a height of bed that I had, Jesse, where you take the cushions and they roll out. Yeah. yeah. And even when he come from uh, out of the hospital in Tucson, we were crammed, but you can do a lot of things when you have to, mm-hmm. you know? You can do what you have to do. There's no doubt about it. And I did. I did it all. And so you guys are living in Arizona when my parents meet. Your parents meet. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, because those two were dating there. Mm-hmm. And they're how old when they meet? 14, 15? Well, uh, I think your dad is 14 and Don is 13. 13, okay. And um, I never got to know your parents real well, except your dad needed some new shoes or tennis shoes. And he knocked on the door of our mobile home and he says, my son here? And I says, I think he and Don just, he says, well, here's some shoes. He needs shoes, new shoes. Yeah. And he had new tennis shoes there for him to wear. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was a good man. Grandpa, yeah, Grandpa Gearing yeah, was. he was a good man, yeah. And I never got into their life except I knew Julie because I put my kids on the bus stop, not maybe Don. They were on a different bus, high school. But anyhow, uh, Julie and Susan were good friends of the girls. They got to be good friends of the girls, yeah. Yeah, they were all pretty good friends. And nobody was wealthy. Nobody was rich. And they had a big Oldsmobile. And I know Ellie was her name. She'd say, uh, or Jim would say, Don, are you coming with me? I says, where are you guys going? He says, well, Mom decided we're having tacos tonight. But we need lettuce and tomatoes and stuff to go on the tacos. Oh, Don, you'll go with Jim. Make sure you come right straight home with you guys, though. <laughs> I was one of them who were kind of yeah. protected too, dear. And they did. And Don, I think Don Marie would eat down there with the with the guys sometime there. She'd have tacos and that. They were inseparable. Yeah. They were inseparable. And then uh, sometimes I take the kids up to a park, and it would have basketball hoops in it, or they could run in the field with the football. And then we did that. And then Randy, do you remember a guy by the name of Randy would come up? I do. And they'd play in the front yard, touch football. Yep. And your dad broke something in his leg or something, <laughs> I guess, the yeah. fibula or something. The, I think that was the first time he tore his ACL. Maybe. I don't remember when, or maybe he broke but I leg. know she, he and Randy played and something happened out yeah, there. Yeah, I remember he, he hurt his leg. Yeah. A lot of little incidents went on out there. Honey, I don't know. I can't <laughs> put it all together. How much do I bother and try anymore? Well, and so you said they're inseparable. At what age do you guys take your first trip up to Colorado? How old were I they? Think Jim, I think Jim was 
they were like 15 or 16 there. And we had the tamales. Yeah. Make sure you mention those tamales. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how many, but Henry and I went to the Air Force Base, and he says, now, Mother, you're going to have a boy with you. Boys need to eat. I said, yeah, but what am I going to cook on the grill? We're not going to be near a store. We're going to be in the campground. Henry says, I think those tam canned tamales would be good. And I did. I got enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you got enough of them. According yeah. to my dad, you got Yeah, more there than were enough. enough uh, Jesse, there were enough. And he enjoyed We all enjoyed them. <laughs> all yeah. I had to do was open the can and put them in a skillet and put them on the fire. and well, No problem. We didn't fuss <laughs> with anything, honey. No, your dad was a wonderful guy, dear. I, uh, he was like a, my son. Because he, he and Don, well, yeah, like, like they were all Lily and Don and Jim. They were my kids. So how many trips did you guys take up to Colorado? Only one. Just the one? For all that I know. Only okay. One, dear. We skated in, stayed in campgrounds. Your dad was, we were going to build fires at night and roast marshmallows. And he was always looking for dead branches on trees. How long were you all up here for? Honey. How long of a trip? I don't think it was too long. Maybe your dad remembers better than I do. Maybe a week or longer? I'd say a week. Huh. And then we went back. He went with us to Michigan one year to visit my mother. And we stopped in Ida Grove where your grandmother, where his grandmother lived. We spent one night there on the way. Yeah. That I have in mind. Did you get along with his grandma? Honey, she wasn't well. Great Grandma Cope. She wasn't well. I think she had diabetes. Oh. From what I remember. And she was living alone. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have a whole lot of conversation. Yeah, I knew she was not well, but it was a place for us to be for one night out of the trip because it was four nights on the road to get there, two and a half thousand miles yeah. there. And I do. She's very religious. Mm -hmm. She was very religious. She had her Bible. That she was. Yeah, and a little house, and that was a night of grove. That's what I remember from that place in Iowa. And my dad mentions the trip to Michigan because he mother, remembers having to sleep on a lawn chair because your mom wouldn't let him sleep in the house. Well, honey, <laughs> I, I don't know, but there was a big shed. Oh. And Grandma would say, there's blankets and sleeping bags. All you kids just... Well, they all went to bed at different times too, dear. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure. And our bedrooms were upstairs. And Mother says, let the kids do what they want. They'll fall asleep when they're tired, you know? Yeah. And my only was concern was, in the process of getting to know your dad, I knew who my da daughter was, because she'd been preached to enough. And they were together a lot, you know. Yep. And I thought, it can happen that, maybe, it can happen. They've been together quite a while. But she had good Mormon training from schooling in Mesa. Mormons. <laughs> she did say she was friends with Mormons. Yes, up. she had good... My mom had Mormon friends. She did, dear. And yeah. <laughs> she, she pretty much followed the old golden rule. Yeah. She's think, a prude just like her mom. I think they were virgins when they were married, dear. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know about that. But, but anyhow, it's not not any of my business, but I, I know that Don was following the Mormon teaching of the church. Well, I know she wasn't following Mormon teaching. She just had friends that were Mormons. Yeah, she did. But she told me, she had told different ones they didn't. There was no sex before marriage in them. Well, I think that's a Christian belief too. But, yeah. <laughs> I, don't but think, honey, I don't think that's specifically you know, Mormon. I don't really know, though, dear. I never questioned them. They didn't have Daniel. They didn't get pregnant for a while. Daniel, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they get married. Yeah. 
and they and she's a travel agent now she became a travel agent your dad's working for the mesa tribune isn't he yep he came home they were in texas for a while your dad worked for grandpa yep at a shell station yeah and daniel and don marie came home to arizona yeah they came home to arizona why was that good question dear good question how old was daniel a baby when and she came back to be with you for how long she didn't live with me dear she got it uh she got a place of her own she got a job and got herself a job right away and in arizona her own, yeah and dad was still working in he Texas. was still working for your dad and I heard some stories, and I'm not going to repeat. No, them. let's hear it. What'd you hear, honey? Because because that's not, old news. I'm not one of those. Uh, the stories come out of different mouths and different directions. Uh, one in particular was your dad was addicted to football. <laughs> well, yeah, that was true. And, and and his dad would say, "Son, there are customers out there at the tanks waiting to be filled up." Yeah, but I gotta see so and so now. He's getting ready to. <laughs> now that's what I heard. Sounds like me. Yeah, I mean, you, you, Jim didn't want to miss somebody's ready to score. A touchdown. But so, what about what about Anything? that affected her going to Arizona? Well, honey, I wasn't told anything. Oh, well, I thought you had some juice, Grandma. Damn. No, Daniel was small. She came back, and I think she got a job right away didn't she I don't know dear fuck if I know me either honey they don't tell me I never questioned or get into anybody's business about. but so she goes back to Arizona and it's not long after that they end up moving to Colorado I don't think so Danny I think he worked into no your job dad got his job back he got the job back at the at the Mesa Tribune yeah and I'm going to tell you what I know and I'm not not saying this to make trouble because what's happens happened and uh, I can't do nothing about anything but it's like this um, I'm sitting out on a little orange bench on the side of my mobile home and a man drives up in his car he said are you mrs. Mitchell and I said yes I am and he says well I'm Jim Gehring's boss and he says I don't know where Jim is right now but I have his paycheck I have his paycheck and I said, well, sit down. I said, I don't know where Jim is either, but uh, I'll, you need want me to sign for the paycheck? No, he said, I trust you. You're Jim's mother-in-law. And I said, yeah. So I took the paycheck, and he, he sat with me briefly. But I'm not going to repeat what he said, dear. It's trouble. What did he say? It's old news. I know, honey, but I don't want... Uh, that's not right for me to be spreading any news. It's not right. The past is... Okay. Well, it's just not right. You'll have to tell me later. Yeah, it's just not right. But what he said, what I didn't like, hmm. because I said to him, "That's my son-in-law, and he's married to my daughter. And he's a very good man." And he had a few comments that he that were not that were negative. Yeah, but I don't like to repeat them because uh, your dad and I are friends. We get along. I don't want to make trouble for nobody, dear. Well, I'm sure my dad would have an explanation for why he this guy felt would, that way. Yeah. But he was his boss, and he had delivered that paycheck. And I said, well, Jim isn't here. I think he'll be coming later, though, when I'll accept his paycheck here. He'll get it. And I think when your dad got there from Texas, he didn't know where he was going to stay, so he came to my house there. But he wouldn't stay inside. <laughs> there was a bench outside. 
So wait, he was staying outside of your place. It was a bench. Even though my mom... Where was she, dear? Had her own place? That's what I'm asking you. Wait a minute now, honey. Let me let me go back. Now, we're going through a lot of events, don't forget, dear. Yeah, I understand. All right, she came back with Daniel. She didn't stay with me. She didn't, not that I remember. Where was she staying? I'm not sure, honey. All right, well, no matter, Grandma. No, don't. it's just I can't beat my brains and make up anything. I, I wouldn't say if it isn't true. Well, I don't know we won't get hung up on that. No, so he come, but he come, and he come right to my house. staying outside of your and place. And he come. She had been home with Daniel already. I call it home, dear Mesa. Mm -hmm. She had been there a while with Daniel. And Jim was already working, but he was going to stay with me. Because I don't think he had a place. And I said, Jim, there's room in the house here. No, that's all right, Mrs. Mitchell. <laughs> that was who I was, Mrs. Mitchell. He had a sleeping bag and he had one out. And there was a bench out there. Mm -hmm. But I said, this is nowhere to relax, Jim. You're going to work tomorrow. You need to have a place where you can spread out here and stretch. No. I don't know what it <laughs> No, I couldn't convince him to comfort him. I couldn't, dear. He was who he was. Okay. Your dad's who he was. Yep. He's a well, wonderful person. So, all right. So then she had. Moving on. Now, honey, when they went to Colorado was when she worked um, for the travel agency and she gave a notice in Scottsdale. How did. Wait a minute now. Coming up here. <laughs> How'd she get this job up here? Well, the oh, story I hear. Oh, she came with Daniel, dear. Now, wait. She came with Daniel. And. Daniel was put in Montessori. Shit, I'm all mixed up there. I can't get it. That sounds right. He was in Montessori. Montessori school. And she rented. Okay. In Fort Collins. She got a job in Fort Collins. She rented there. And then, uh, uh, when did Jim? Oh, didn't they have, no. They had furniture, they moved to Texas, and then back to me. I don't know. No need to get hung up on the little, I can't on the details. Dear. It's okay, Grandma. So I they move up to Colorado. They move up to Colorado. She's got the travel agency. Oh, it's coming a little bit now. Oh. She says to me, she told Jim, you don't have to worry about getting a job right away. I can cover us. I can cover us. I can support us. And he quit the Mesa paper and he went then there and don't ask me what the date was honey because for me to at my age to try and get all this stuff date, but he did well I'm sure she didn't cover him too long I'm sure he got a job yeah rather I think swiftly. he did yeah I think he did and I'm down in Mesa so I don't know anything about anything from here dear I'm down there you know I got the I don't know what year that was do you nope I don't remember. I've got That's the okay. That's so it. they move up to Colorado. How long before you move up to Colorado? I came in 96. I don't know when they came. 96. Because they bought that home downtown. Well, I was born in 1990. I was born here. So you were born in 90, dear? You come six years so after I was born. You were six years old when I came, eh? Mm -hmm. And Daniel's how much older than you? Three? Six years. Six years? Yeah. Okay. Well, when I came in 96 now... Let me go back there because I got 21 years here of residing and I can pretty well trace every movement here in the last 21 years from buying this place, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, 
Don Marie's working for a travel agent. She brings you to me to babysit a little bit, not a lot, dear. Jim is working in Longmont, I think, your dad. Uh, Boulder, yeah. Or for the job. And, uh, honey, uh, she's got this old blue Nissan, this old truck. Yep. Mother, I'm taking you up in the mountains. Well, oh my God, I said, we're going to tip over here. You're up on rocks. We're climbing rocks. We're lopsided. We're tipping over. Yeah. And she parked on the side, and there were cows. She took a picture. The cows are on the pick on the wall in there, dear. <laughs> she said, Mother, I have something to tell you. I said, well, I don't know what it would be. She says, I don't know how to say it. I said, I don't know what it is you want to say. She said, I don't think I can take it much longer. And I don't know what that meant. But I found out later what it meant, dear. And um, she says, uh, it involves Jim and I. I just don't know how long we can make it together any longer. And I said, well, honey, you don't have to confess everything to me. Every marriage, I said, I had problems with your dad, alcohol. You don't have to confess things to me, you know. Well, I have to tell somebody, she said. And I didn't think much of it, dear, because I know all marriages have problems. Just one out of a million if they had marital problems. That's all I can say. And then uh, I was getting this place pretty spiffied up, getting some furniture in here. I had my car then, and I had the basement to paint in the garage. And all the time I'm working, I'm miserable. All the time I'm painting because I did not know specifically what it is like her dad. Just like her dad, Grandpa Henry. <laughs> A lot of her Grandpa Henry in your dear. Keep awesome. everybody guessing. Uh -huh. Keep everybody guessing. No, honey, and so, uh, well, wait a minute now. She dated Lynn, then she joined that Baha'i outfit and dated Lynn. I didn't get involved in that either. I thought, oh my God, I raised these kids. I mothered them and fathered them. Now what the hell are they going to do what they want and I'm not going to. I thought I won't get involved in it, dear, because... Anything I'm going to say isn't going to, you know. I never preached to her or anything or told her make make your marriage. I never. So what do you think she told you that for that day then? What did I think she told me that for that day, Dan? Yeah. I. Do you think she was looking for your advice or your you approval? You know, honey, that will always pop. I I wondered, dear, because I was pretty sure that that's she took me up all alone. Mm-hmm. Just the two of us, and she confided in me. But I come back... Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I come back not knowing specifically. It would be like her dad. He wouldn't yeah. finish the whole thing and would end. But um, I'm trying to wonder how long since she told me that before she joined the Baha'i Church. Too, she was already being Baha'i before they got divorced. She so, was Baha'i? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Because even my dad got into that a little because of What her. did he think of that, dear? Was, it, it was fine. They were good people. It yeah. was good people yeah. with good intentions. And uh, as I know, dear, it was her going on a bus or something to a Baha'i conference in Denver that she met Lynn. Is that true? Have you been told that, dear? I don't know. They oh, shared they seats. They shared seats. That's in the a bus. whole other story. <laughs> yeah, they shared seats in the bus, and they kind of got knowing each other. Baha. I think they met 
in King Supers, from what I well, heard. Well, he worked in King Supers. he worked at King Supers, okay. yeah. But she told me they were going to this conference for Baha'i, and they got friendly, and they talked, and uh, they kind of shared the Baha'i stuff together, and it kind of went, oh, that's shit. <laughs> These people today, Jesse. Hi, I know who I am. Yeah. And I'm proud of it. Mm -hmm. And they can criticize me. I might be old-fashioned. I might be abnormal. That's who I am. I'm not going to change. I'm going to keep myself the way I am. I don't think anyone expects you to change at this point, Grandma. No, dear. I'm too damn old. But what I mean is I get criticized a lot, honey. You get a few. I get criticized. Well, we all do. Yeah. But it's okay. I can handle it because I know who I am and I know I'm not going to change. I had, had written a poem here that Lily read and I and she cried because it's it's me. Yeah. The poem I read, it's me. Well, that's and, why yeah. I look up to you. I know you do, dear. And respect you. I love you in too. That sense and you know, honey, my hopes is that along if anybody is a hundred percent authentic, ninety nine point nine. Now, now, granted. Yeah, yeah, dear. I'll, I'll call you out on some shit though. You can lie. You can you can tell white lies. No, you, I don't you, think so. You tell some stories, and you They're know all it. true, dear. You know you tell some stories. You've no. told a story or two in the, in your time. But no, I don't think I have anything. I wouldn't. All right. Well, I take back that one hundred percent authentic. I wouldn't bluff anybody about <laughs> anything, dear. All my stories are pretty true. Oh, okay. Okay. They're well, fair. All true, as far as I know. Whether that's disputable or not, um, mm -hmm. I really respect your. You definitely don't... I don't fit in with the world today. There's a lot of people that go around this world saying that they don't give a shit, Grandma. There's oh, a lot I of people do. that talk the talk. Yeah. But you're one of the few that walks the walk. Well, honey, that's who I am, and I'm going to be that way, dear. <laughs> and it's... It, my character... I had a wonderful dad and a good mother, honey. But what, where I'm coming from is our upbringing was a very uh, strict... Keep going. And everybody in our lives were all good people. There were no messy people, dear. No messy. And divorce never ran in our family. Mom and Dad were married 60-some years. Well, and, and that's something we talked about last time, is like divorce just what didn't happen back then. No. And you were saying the nuns, you know, were... Well, honey, I wasn't. I should not have been dating Grandpa Henry, according to them. According to the nuns, but that's what we said. Is but they never married, they never dated. And Summer, did Summer tell you yeah. she couldn't get in the convent? Because they said, you dated. You can't come in this convent. You dated. Well... You've been with a boy. What do the nuns know, is what my point was, is they told you not to date a married man. Yeah, and look, way back there. You married a married man. I did. And you were his... Wife for 30-some years. Bingo. Yeah, that's what so I So what said. the hell did they know? That's true. That's what Don <laughs> said the other day. Them fucking old nuns. <laughs> well, honey, we had strict, yeah, strict, you know. And I think back to myself, well, shit, they never married. They never dated. Well, what can they tell me? I don't, you know, need them people telling me anything. I am who I am. Yeah. And I know. But so, yeah. I think we pretty well covered the family history. Yeah. Talking in terms of a religion, you... I had a strict upbringing. You had a strict religious yeah, upbringing, really. and you clearly took the nuns, you know, advice very strongly. But how do you feel? How you say you know who you are? So who is Margaret Mitchell? Margaret Mitchell is a sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, and you don't are. mess with me. And you're a Catholic. Yeah. You believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yes, I do, dear. He yes, died I for do. your sins. Yes, I do, dear. And I don't get to go to. 
Well, Donald, I'll probably get with somebody and Donald to church. That's the only time I can get to church when I can get it right. But you used to take me to church as a kid. I did, dear. Yeah, yeah probably. It took me a few well, times. Do you want to get back in church, dear? Or not at all, not at all. You have something against today, yeah. I, well, we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, you were baptized. In my beliefs. Where were you baptized? I was baptized Catholic. Honey, uh, that but don't, I don't believe. Honey, that don't mean that you're not a good person because you're a good person. Thank you. People don't have to go to church and kneel on their knees and be saintly and say that they're better than any. Because you're you're living you're living what God you're living who God created you to. So am I. Thank you. I can't get there. I can only get there on Mother's Day, Easter, Sunday, Christmas, blah. You know. I try. And it, and it don't bother me, dear. You know what I think, Grandma? Is I try. Yeah. And sometimes I fail. We all And I have dear. nothing against Christianity because mm -hmm. that's at the core of the Christian belief. I, at least what I take from it. Mm -hmm. You know, atheists and people who are really anti-religious, yeah. they want to get on the negative things about it. What I take away from, you know, most religions, kind of like Baha'is. Like like yeah. I said, the Baha'is had good intentions. Yeah, that's what Don said. Because their intention was that all the religions kind of have the right intention. And I think that's right. That's which true. is, yeah. you know, man makes mistakes. Yeah. We make mistakes every yeah. day. But what yeah. we know in our hearts mm -hmm. is right and right, wrong. Right, and all we can right. do is the best that we can do every yeah. day. Yeah, honey, you're right. And sometimes I fuck up. But well, I try every day well, to do the best I can do. Uh, I don't personally at my age have to work too <laughs> Honey, I gotta tell you this is true. I don't have to at my age work too hard on being a good person. <laughs> it's pretty natural. It, 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 well, you don't have a lot of uh, temptations, shall we say. Well, honey, there's always temptations. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about your temptations. Well, right honey, now. now I said to Lily, and of course now she's not going to take me. I think she and Don talk. My mother's got dementia. She's failing. <laughs> you know. So well, tell us about that, though, too. Because well, honey, sometimes I have to say things that make me look peculiar because I mentioned taking the money instead of going to Hawaii and getting my face lifted. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And, and Lily and Don Marie shared that, and I guess that didn't go over. Well, because you you say it like you're joking, but then you say it seriously, like no, you said. No, I'm not having a facelift. Anybody that can't stand needles and stuff, I'm going to go and get a facelift. <laughs> <laughs> so no, let me ask you this: why why mess with them then? Why I'm not? I don't plan to, but I have to. No, say. but why why say something like that then? No. Just to pick on them. And what's the other one now? Wait a minute now. Oh, you're going to get a kick out of this one, dear. I can write any kind of a song. I can write a romantic song. I can write about the weather. I can write about religion, God, a meadow, a creek, a mountain. I can write. Okay. So um, I haven't been lately, <laughs> but I can. And and uh, so Summer, come here with Charlie. Uh, when she was going with Charlie, uh, Jesse, and she says, uh, Charlie and I are inseparable. I said, well, that's wonderful. Grandma's been writing some songs. If you ever get married, I'll sing and play them at your wedding. <laughs> she tells her mother, I think Grandma's in love. She's writing romantic songs. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, they that, came here. That means you have to be in love? Yeah. This is summer for you, dear. They came here several months ago. We're sitting here, Lily and I. And somebody. Now, my kids can't fool me because I'm too old and too wise. Lily says, we have to stop in, Mother, because maybe you can help me. Summer and Charlie broke up, but I have to know right down to earth, is Summer in love? Now you know how kooky that is. Is Summer in love? Summer says, it's Grandma that's in love. 
and we sit here, said Jesse. I know this sounds silly. Well, Grandpa, you're the one who writes all those romantic... Honey, hell, I can write a romantic song. I can write anything. When I had the cross up here in the sky, made out of purple clouds, I wrote a song and sang it. I had an apparition here. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I can sing about anything. And so somebody says, well, then, Grandma, you're you're not dating. No, I'm not, honey. I've been with their dad and the girl's dad all my life and 28 years widowed. And I says, no, I don't have nobody. And that was it. But it was comical the way Lily got Summer to. But she's trying to find out where Summer is. You get it, Jesse? Yeah, I get she's it. She's trying to find out where Summer comes. But they put the emphasis on me. <laughs> what I mean. It sounds like something that women do. I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't understand. But, but I, 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 I caught on to it. But anyhow, honey, that's... So I, Summer was dating somebody over the weekend, but... I said to Lily last week, did it work out? She was dating this Riker. Riker, six feet, six feet tall. I don't know what the fuck you're <laughs> talking about, Grandma. Honey, this is what they tell me, and I have to guess that. Well, I says, nice guy. They work together. They're building a church together. It don't matter if he's six feet tall. The main thing is that they like each other. No, she said, Summer told him, we just don't have the same chemistry. Goodbye. <laughs> Summer. <laughs> there you go. They broke up. All right, all right. They work together, dear. Let's save more of my cousin's love life for off air, Gma. Let you? me let me throw some words at you. Yeah, yeah. And um, let's get an immediate reaction, okay? All right. To these words. Mm-hmm. So when I say a word, you say what comes to mind. First word. Dildo. I don't know none of that stuff, honey. I don't know. <laughs> no. I'm picking on you because last time we did. I this, don't know anything about. You know what it is now. Sex. Yeah. Well, is that what that means? Why did they put two syllables? in A it? dildo? No, a dildo. Remember, I told you last time it's a rubber penis. Why? Well, I, I never seen any of them. <laughs> okay. Next word. I didn't need a rubber penis. So I had the real one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the real one produced two children. Two children. Okay. One word. Yeah. Marijuana. What's, Stinks. That's your reaction? Yeah, because the trailer park here where we lived in Arizona, your dad and Auntie Don come home, so-and-so, and mom, and I think they're doing marijuana. I said, don't bother me, and either down on three streets away from They me. were probably telling that to you, so that way if they smelt like it, that was their excuse. Yeah, them too. They probably. were probably doing it themselves. Who knows, honey? Who knows? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it don't make any difference to me. They're still good people. That's all I care about. They're living there well. Mars. Planet Mars, dear? Well, the only thing I don't know, dear, I don't believe there's life on Mars, honey. I do not. Do you believe Not at all? Like, even bacterial life? You don't think there's anything? Honey, I can't believe... It's going to be interesting with the uh, new agenda under the Trump administration to get to the moon and launch off to Mars. It's going to be interesting. I, I keep up on all of that. That's very interesting to me. But, honey, I do not believe... There's nobody can convince me that there's life on any other planet but Earth. Hmm. And why do you believe that so okay, strongly? Okay, you want to know specifically? That's mm-hmm. my... Uh, Is that a religious belief? Uh, pretty much so that when Christ was born on this Earth, he wasn't on any other planet. He was here all that time with the apostles and right up to crucifixion. Mm-hmm. That's my belief and where I'm coming from. 
Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, it's the way I think that because Christ the Lord was born here, over there in the Holy Land, and uh, taught the apostles. That's what the Bible is all yeah. about. All I have to go by that alone. Dear. Well, that's what a lot of people believe is yeah. that God and no created one's ever put that Earth. In my, yeah, no one's ever on put that in my head. That's just my own personal believing, dear. That I can't believe there's any aliens or anybody coming down off of uh, Mars or anywhere. But well, actually, to look at the Earth, it took all these years to get as advanced as it is. Mm -hmm. And are we are we going to assume that Mars and Pluto and Uranus and the other places have got? No. So let me ask you this then, just. Because this is what I think is curious. Mm -hmm. How long would you say humans have existed? Honey, we're going way back to those stupid-looking people. Yeah? <laughs> Just how, how long off the top of your head would you say? I would have to say maybe about... Um, I'd say about 10,000. 10,000 years? Yeah. That's a fair. Yeah. I think they've made recent discoveries that show... That we could go back as far as even fifty thousand yeah, years. Yeah, could be, dear. I I'm talking out of my ass at this point. Smarter than me, but ten thousand years—that's fair. Yeah. I think that's a fair estimate. So say, we've existed on this earth for ten thousand years. Mm -hmm. Just think. For nine hundred, sorry, for nine thousand and nine hundred of those years, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For almost a thousand of those years, or sorry, for almost ten thousand years, for almost that entire time, yeah. we were heating with fire. Right. We didn't have heaters. Yeah. We were pooping in holes in That's the ground. Right. We didn't have right. plumbing. Honey. We actually didn't have refrigerators until how long ago? Honey, go back a hundred years. That's what I'm saying. Did yeah. you have a refrigerator growing up? Yeah, we had a refrigerator. Okay. Because we had a. That could be Auntie Kit. Now wait. <laughs> Every time it rings, it, it might be Auntie Kit. Because when she says she's going to call, she does. But there's a new nurse. I want you to answer if it you is. You have reached Other words, I get bubbed. Please leave your message after the tone. She might think Thank I have you. a boyfriend. Margaret Mitchell. Uh-oh. Pretend. Your sister. Pre your sister. <laughs> what are you doing? Our this is Margaret Mitchell's new. This is Margaret Daddy. Mitchell's new lover. Jessie. Hello, this is Margaret Mitchell's newest love life interest. I, I can't say love. What you say? Which one is? Which one is this for? Her boyfriend, this one. Are you spending the night or not? <laughs> yes, ma'am. You're spending the night. All night. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I knew she had hot pants anyway. <laughs> Hi, Auntie Kit. It's Jesse. Oh, no, I'm not going back to Texas till December, ma'am. Oh, till December? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, your, your grandmother was lying then. <laughs> no, she, she just... Time, timing. Timing. The other day, you, uh, last week, you, you came by to the five because you were going back. She lied. No, I'm, I'm going back. I like that, you know. You don't know that, but I'll tell you more if you want to know more. <laughs> so tell me about her other boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You know which sock she has her money in? I'll tell you. Tell me. Well, it's the right sock. Red socks? Right sock? Yeah, the right oh. one. Okay, okay. I'll keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. How have you been, dear? 
I'm very well. How are you? Well, I'm not very well, <clears throat> but that's okay. Nobody gives a shit anyway. <laughs> but uh, I thought you had gone back here. I thought that one day when your mom, I talked to your grandma, I thought you had gone there to say goodbye. You were going back. No. And no. What, are, what are you doing now then? We're hanging out. We're actually recording a show. We're talking about uh, family history and how you guys... Oh, that's nice, dear. Yeah. But uh, what about... Uh, you were um, you were going to open up a television shop or you were, you were into the uh, either selling televisions or doing something? With... I was selling cable. I was just selling cable service for a while. That was... Yeah, right. That was my... Okay. Pa- how is that going? <clears throat> it's not. That's why I'm moving. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then I must miss. Uh, maybe I wasn't wrong when your grandma said that. Maybe you were going back. No, I'm definitely going back in December. Oh, you're going back. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But she probably told me that, but I end up forgetting stuff. Well, I won't. I'll let you go on spend tell time you. with your grandma. I'll talk. And, uh, I'll talk later. Later, she has a chance. Tell okay. her. I'll talk okay. later. Okay. She's a good cook when she wants to be, you know. <laughs> she is. She said she'll call you back just a little bit later, okay? Yeah, listen. Listen, make sure she gives you something good to eat. All right, I will. <laughs> yeah, tell her I said so, okay? She's been, she's been trying all day. Oh, that's good, dear. <laughs> trying all day. Trying? Doesn't come up with anything yet? No, no, I just, I'm not hungry. <laughs> no. Tell her to get some good lasagna from Schwann. <laughs> she, she's got it. Yeah, right. I got lasagna. I got... All right. She'll call you in a bit, okay? Okay, dear. All right. Love you, Auntie Kit. That's what you, dear. Yes, I love you, too, dear. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll have to call her, Jesse, because... I some, know. Honey, there's these noodles here, but they burnt, dear. I know. Gonna eat some of this anyhow, honey? No, ma'am. No, but... But the kid burned on the bottom, dear. I have this burner on too high. There's chicken in here and, and spaghetti, dear. I know. I know. Well, anyhow, she's a riot. But I knew she'd be calling because... I, Jesse, I get along with everybody. So, I get along with everybody. I'm a very forgiving person. If I weren't forgiving, I wouldn't talk to her. <laughs> I, that's the truth. Family, family is, you know. I know you guys have had a touchy past. Well, she, well, honey, it was after our mother died. She's telling me expect to get the property tax statement sent to you on the house. And the insurance and the lawn care and all. I tell her the night before our mother. She, she, she's been nasty, in other words. She's been nasty. It's okay. Well, what matters is that you guys have gotten over that. Well, honey, she didn't do any apologizing, but it's the good Lord has lifted that burden off of me. Yeah. Because forgiveness is something, if you didn't have forgiveness, you're going to be miserable. Well, and, and, and you could have stayed angry, but what I wouldn't, would what that would have I done? I'd be gaining. Yeah, exactly. I'd be gaining nothing, dear. Exactly. And she's getting old. And that takes a big person yeah. to know that. Yeah. Because I'm personally, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty bitter most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I, not me, honey. I... Uh, I, I've never been that way during my life, but see, she and Aunt Mary don't talk at all now. And I have to put up with this stuff. I have to listen to her crap. Mary, the bitch this and the dirty this. And then Mary won't use those dirty words, but Mary will say, she's very, very conniving. Watch everything she loves. You know, I, I have to put up with this shit. Yeah. I don't know. And your mother told me and Aunt Lily told me. Don't answer all of Auntie Kit's calls. 
because you're going to be upset after. Don't answer them. Your mother told me that on her birthday. We, we ate out at this place. Yeah. And she said, just don't answer them because she and Ken were there and, and she says, Auntie gets <laughs> too many pain pills. Oh, well. <laughs> Opioids. And that's another thing is the, yeah, the unfortunate epidemic in this mm -hmm. country of opioids being overprescribed. I know, dear. I've tried to tell her that. Have I'm you ever... Well, she was telling me on the phone this morning, I kept, I says, now, uh, you call me back, your nurse is coming, and you call me back, but it was where I was telling her, Jesse, that that's a big issue today that they're discussing, and she says, well, I'm trying to get all the opioids I can, and they won't give them to me. She says, I need stronger pain pills, and I, I, I don't, and I say nothing to you. Have you ever taken a pain pill? I've got tramadol, honey. Yeah. They're all in that bottle. What's tramadol? Well, tramadol is a pain pill. And honey, I don't take them unless I have to go somewhere and I'm in a lot of pain, my back. And I, I, was, I was on gabapentin. And, you know, I was crippled a few years ago, completely crippled there. I did not know. I that. have arthritis that cripples me. There's no use of my arms, no use of nothing. Can't even get out of bed because you can't raise your legs to push the bedding off. No. Your mother, I don't know if she knows. I don't think she knows much about me at all. I was, no, I just... Honey, mean. I was completely crippled here, and Lily had me to the doctor. They've had me on all kinds of pain pills and everything. But that's all right. She's happy that's all it counts. <laughs> I'm sure she told me. I just probably wasn't listening. Yeah, right, any worry. any lack of knowledge is not her fault. It's probably my lack of concern and, and attention, yeah, to be honest. I just don't, honey. Because I'm an asshole. <laughs> she's who she is, and that's all right, dear. And she's a good person. Don't you so who's Margaret Mitchell? She wrote Gone with the Wind. And they made it into a movie. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that, Jesse. You... Margaret Mitchell is indescribable. Indescribable is a hell of a word for it. Yeah. I actually yeah. think that's probably the most it, apt. It probably is, uh, because I don't know how far my mental illness is. <laughs> I have to make fun of myself, <laughs> And Lily will go, quit that! <laughs> and so, honey, I... So do you think you're crazy? No. No? No, honey, I've got a record from the doctor's office. But you me. joke about it. You, because... You joke about being I joke about nuts. it because, honey, I joke about it because it's been a laughing matter since I've been diagnosed as being demented. Mm -hmm. I have a diagnosis in my chart down here. was transferred from one uh, clinic to the other. And I told the doctor to pull it out. You're going to have a hard time with me because I have dementia. <gasps> he goes like that. He held his breath. You know, my God, woman, you're so bright. He goes like that, Jesse. You are. He told both of the girls. She'll live to be 100. She's walking bright. She's this. Uh, I don't need that. I am who I am. I don't need anybody flattering me, dear. And I know who I am. I know my mistakes. I've made mistakes all my life. I should never got married. I should have been a nun. <laughs> I'm just kidding on that one, too. I wouldn't have two daughters. I've always wanted to be a mother and have children here. Yeah. But I have made mistakes in my life. Who hasn't? Like what? Well, I've dated some guys I shouldn't have dated. I've dated them too long and... Even my bosses said, get rid of them, get rid of them. Do you have any regrets that you would take back if you could? No. I don't have any regrets, dear. There's only one thing more that I wish. 
I think I made a mistake because I didn't remarry. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You wish you would have remarried? I don't say I wish it, but I think that uh, I should have. Why? I'm alone here. Yeah. Are you lonely? No. No. Not a bit. I keep busy, dear. Tomorrow will be a busy day. Uh, do laundry down the basement. Uh, friends up the street could call me. I have lunch with them. No, I'm not a bit lonely. Yeah. And that's the truth, dear. The only thing is that, well, I can tell you, you're a grown-up man. <laughs> you said you are grown up. Honey, being alone is not the best in the world. I wholeheartedly agree, Grandma. And I hope that you find the right person, dear. That's I my hope best so hope. Too. Because uh, your cousin Jeremy and whoever you know, that Daniel's going to get married. Yeah. I hope he's got the right girl. That's my hope for everybody. That they find the right person and they get married and they're happy. That's and don't ever think that it's going to go that smooth, dear, because marriage is rocky, yeah. and uh, if you don't get the right person, it can be horrific. Yeah, I yeah. Hope, I hope for you the best, dear. That's what I for Daniel too. And that's why whenever you talk about my parents and you say like, oh, I just don't understand. You, you you seem to get sad about it when we talk about it, and I just want you to know that there's nothing to be sad No, for there isn't, honey. Because it no. all ended up for the best. It did. My dad found his best I friend. I know, I know. I think of that all the time. Their own business. I mean, they're blooming. They're doing great. I, I am very happy for them, dear. Yeah. Mom's doing fine. She's doing good with Ken. I I, I, yeah, honey. And we grew uh, up just well, fine. Well, if we think back, we get sentimental and nostalgic over yeah. things. I kind of wish, I guess because I love you and I love Daniel, I'm thinking it'd be nice if this whole family was complete, well, you know. Yeah. But it's not that way, and we have to accept what is now, dear. We have to accept what is. Well, and we have to accept that what is now is probably better than yeah, it would yeah, have been yeah, otherwise. Yeah, I agree, honey. Yeah, I agree. Could some things have been done differently? Absolutely. Yeah, but in yeah. the end, like you said, and there's really no need to regret. No, no, it, no, there isn't because everything is don't, going good. Yeah. It's going good for for them all. Without all those things going as yeah. bad as they may have been, we wouldn't have ended up as good as we are now. And you know, dear, uh, if you don't marry the right person, it's misery. If yeah. you don't marry the right person, it's miserable. Very miserable. Were you miserable with Henry? No, he was a good man and a hardworking man. He provided for us. We had everything we needed. The kids had clothing. The meals were there. Nope. I but can't. it was hard. It was hard because he had the drinking problem, honey, and there was a lot of stuff that materially materialized out of that that wasn't healthy. Yeah. It wasn't healthy for I or the girls. But I, if I had it all to do over again, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change anything. No. No. But when you get this age, you're wondering, well, there's no use of wondering or thinking. Because different people says, you should have married. You've been widowed that many years. Oh, my gosh, you poor thing. <laughs> I said, do I look that bad yet? I says, you know, the husband's been gone. You look pretty damn good. That's the reason why. <laughs> Honey, this is strangers that I'm talking to. I get talking. I have a lot of fun with people. Yeah. One woman says, you been widowed to Well, look at this goat that I'm married to, <laughs> she says. And then uh, I'll say, no, I've been widowed 28 years. And so, well, you look pretty good. And I'll say, well, thank you. I feel pretty good.
Well, honey, that's me. Yeah. When I get out among people, I'm not only there to entertain myself. I'm there to associate with people. Laugh with them. Talk with them in the aisles. There might be food, beets here, and green beans here, and everything, and they'll get there eventually. Yeah. But I have a job to do when I'm out there, and that's to communicate with people. And them little ones, oh gosh, those little ones, <laughs> honey, in the baskets, the big eyes, and they're so sweet. And so why do you, why have you taken that up as your duty? As, uh, instead that's of, me. Yeah. It's just natural. Yeah. And I was always that way when I was working in Milwaukee uh, for that vending company, this Nancy Duda, she went out and she was in San Diego. She quit her job in Milwaukee and she called me or dropped me a letter. I don't know how the correspondence went, but she says, the sailors are good looking over here in San Diego. She said, you'll be dating right away if you come. I didn't. I went back and married the man that I had been with. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, I couldn't change anything. But, um, no, Jesse, life is, uh, you got to make the best of it wherever you are. No, it's pretty much who I am. When I get in a store and I see the children, I see, oh, I know. It's no duty. It's just who I am. I just have to be friendly with people. And, and I'm kind of a happy-go-lucky person anyhow here. Yeah, yeah. And I have to. You are. I have to extend that to others. It makes them feel good. I tease women and their husbands, and I said to one lady in the store yesterday, "Is he helping you get the stuff down off the shelf?" Not really. I said, "Well, <laughs> you're going to be the cook, though." Eh? You're going to be the cause of the divorce. You're no, going to start some shit. Between no, them. I have <laughs> them laughing. I have them all laughing, honey. I do, and that's the main thing for me. I know I need to get the groceries and get them home. But there are other things for me to do while I'm out there, too. They're not coming to my door. Um, I can't go jerk people off the street. Come on in here. i got to make you laugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yet there'll be people. This guy, like, here he's looking for me outside a lot of times. Mark, 64 years old, never married. Yeah, but, okay. Something wrong there. Grandma, tell me. Um... Back to our word game. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, sex words, I don't know, dear. I don't know. Sex that. words. Well, I don't know they're, anything. Uh, they're not all sex words. Marijuana is not a sex word. Oh, no, but that other word was. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know none of that crap. Did man. you know they make rubber vaginas now? No. Never heard Remember of me telling you what... What happened to the regular one? You've heard of a fleshlight, right? Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine this? Guys having sex with flashlights now? They don't learn nuts aren't they whatever happened to the hand like what's wrong with yeah Lord, I don't know Jesse any of that kind of stuff okay so let me ask you this like you said we're, we're two grown adults right yeah right right this is granted uh, awkward conversation to have with your grandma but hey we only live once well right? grandma yeah I know dear but uh, I'm kind of ignorant to uh the new, you know, you young people have a different kind of a lifestyle than we did. Well, yeah, definitely a different lifestyle. It's a different life. But I also definitely have a different approach to my relationship with you, obviously. Because while a lot of people will look at me talking with yeah. you about these things as inappropriate, yeah, yeah. I look at you as another adult. And now that I'm another adult... Yeah, um, an adult convert. Yeah, really. Yeah, we're from two different generations where this is just common to me. It it's is every it is. day. Yeah, and so it's interesting for me to ask you these it, questions. It's all and right with your... me, dear. Except that I can't give you an answer because I don't. I'm not 
Okay. Educated. So. I'm not educated in your world today. Buzzword. Masturbation. <laughs> oh, honey. Well, I would have to assume uh, my best uh, thing of that would be a nice anti-kit. She said one day, you heard that word? And I said, yeah. She says, well, we have five children, Edward and I, but I think there was some of that masturbation going on. I said, well, Auntie Kip, isn't that kind of a... And then, you know, and you could get her going on this stuff like yeah. that here. And she says, my poor husband, though, now I have regrets. I says, well, what didn't you do that you should have did? Well, she's funny. Honey, you'd get a kick out of her. Yeah. Well, every time he'd come home, I should have been willing. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, she gets funny. So she she felt guilty, though, that he had to masturbate? Well, she felt, Like, that's silly. Well, she felt that she wasn't sexual enough for Edward. Well, I'll... I said, you guys had five kids. What the hell? <laughs> I'll... I'll I... At least in my experience, very few ladies are ever as sexual as the as they could be for a guy. Because <laughs> guys are just like guys I mean, are just. Sexual. I think you're right, and I think that's what God intended. Uh, yeah, well, that's genetics because our evolution yeah. speaks to the fact that we are supposed to spread our seed, which is why we're attracted. to... Well, that's why God put the penis on with, the man and the vagina on the woman. Yeah. Is my answer, dear. And that's why we're attracted to all the round Fill the world hips and, and multiply it, says in, the, in there. And how in the hell are you going to fill the world and multiply if you didn't have a penis? Yeah. <laughs> well, honey, that's where I'm coming from. Common sense. But so I'm asking you, in all of your years of being alone, have you ever been sexual with yourself? No. Never? No. Fuck, Grandma. I, I must jerk off like twice a day. Oh my god, dear. I know, which I hear is excessive, so... I might have to look into that and maybe maybe see a counselor. But well, honey, in, maybe... in, in how many years alone? How many years have you been alone? Well, I've been alone for a long time, dear, but, but, but... But, I mean, you've been alone for over two decades. Well, yeah, but see, your mind turns you off. You have two, you have two streets. One goes this way and one goes this way. Dear. Yeah. And now, actually, dear, um, and this isn't easy for every person, I'm sure, but you have this one that's, you're being tempted, you're being tempted, and you have this one that's telling you it's not right. So you're coming here, and then what you do, see, it would be hard for you because you don't have the faith that I have. Yeah. The faith is going to keep you, you're going to... And so that's... So have you ever been? Have you ever been tempted though? You've been tempted, but you Every, just yeah, dear, stay yes, faithful yes, to your that's religion. Important. Yes, dear, that's that's okay. Good. Yeah, okay. But see, I, that I, makes sense to me. Yeah, I that go a different sense. route, though, honey. Oh, and to be very, I know it's a lonely route, Grandma. Oh, I know, honey. That's why I pray you find the right girl. And uh, you know what I mean. Uh, you don't want to have a baby every year. It's too expensive. Yeah, but Amen. but you you find some some to be. You're going to find some avenue to travel on with that woman you marry that this isn't going to be a problem to you, dear. It's not going to be a problem. Well, and with all due respect, even well, if I don't find a female, which hopefully I do, yeah. but even if I don't find a suitable companion mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, I at least am not going to be 
uh, like I said, respectfully, at least yeah. my hands won't be bound by my religious faith. No, to where I won't, I won't have any problem taking care of myself. No, honey, actually, <laughs> do you think? No, no, you don't see. Uh, well, Auntie Kit, when she was talking one time about Edward, she said, "I don't think I gave him all the love, and I have regrets, and he's gone." I said, "Well, Auntie Kit, you mean you didn't do your duty?" Well, I thought I did, but he was horny. She <laughs> She does. She'll tell me that. We day. all are. Yeah. yeah. And Homo sapiens, you know, Mark Bruno here. Yeah. We talked one day, and Mark says, "Well, I've been broke up with that other girl two years ago, and I've been alone. Homo sapiens think I got the one now that I need." He told me right here. We we I mean we talked like yeah. a But I said, Mark, here's what you gotta be careful of, honey. I don't know what woman you're dating. I don't know how old she is. You just watch you don't get her in trouble because you're gonna pay for it the rest of yeah. your life. Amen. He says, You're right, Grandma Mr. Mitchell, yeah, there. And that's the truth, honey. And I know that I know that that's a big problem for a man, dear. A healthy man. These days, unfortunately, it yeah. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that's a big problem. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that, dear. Here, here's where I'm puzzled, honey. Yeah. Priests. You mean they can be priests for 35, 45, 50 years? So let me ask you this then. Yeah. How can they be priests? And I mean, that's natural for a man, isn't it? Well, dear? it's very natural. And as a Catholic, no. what do you say of... Contraception? Well, no, what do you say of the accusations of priests being pedophiles in the Catholic Church? You know, I think the Pope and everybody's pretty puzzled over that, dear. Pedophiles are with other men. Well, that's homosexual, but pedophiles being the, the priests that were touching little boys. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah, honey. And that was oh. happening all over. Oh, honey, that's destroyed the church a lot. That's made a big blemish on the church. And actually, the new Pope, Pope Francis... He's had to deal with this issue. It's a killer. Yeah. It's a killer for those that are... But they say what they do is they just move the priests to another church. They don't charge them. They don't get in trouble. I know. And then they do the same thing over when they... Honey, that's been a very big issue in the Catholic Church. It's degraded the church a lot. And that doesn't... That's degraded the church. That doesn't make you have any conflicting... Oh, yeah. ...with your faith? Oh, honey, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, that's So then awful. what What makes you still believe in being a Catholic when that's Because happening? it's the basic things, uh, Jesse, that I believe in. Yeah. Basic things, daily prayer, uh, humility, living a humble life. I yeah. don't need a fancy car out there or make... I don't need... I, I have a humble life mm -hmm. and a very... Um, well, pretty much from our upbringing, too, Jesse... Because <laughs> Auntie Kit, we get in and Auntie Kit, you been to confessions lately? No, what the hell would I tell him? I said, Well, whoever you're talking to is probably isn't as good as you are, anyhow. <laughs> well, uh, Jesse, you know, we don't know. There's a it's lot of It's unfortunately true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I uh, I don't need to go to Mass or confessions or pay or pray rosary beads every day to be good. I just am who God created me to be. So then another buzzword. Which we just kind of yeah. brought up. What about homosexuality? What do you think of that? Rotten. Yeah, you think? I think it's being gay is bad. When Daniel stood here one day, I said Ellen DeGeneres had somebody on. I really don't like her. I love her, Grandma. 
I thought, Dan, you'll get the hell out of here. Duh. But so why do you... Because I'll be honest with you. I don't think... I don't care. I... I... Honey... Because I don't have that religious attachment. No, I know, dear. Well, you don't... I, you I like think, Ellen... Je I don't say you have to like Ellen DeGeneres, but... I'm not saying that I... She's on her second marriage. I'm not saying I like it. I'm no. just saying I don't care... You don't care. You know I, what? I, I know where you're coming from. You know, libertarian, and yeah. I, I try not to assign any yeah. political yeah, anything to me, but I don't care. Like, if gays want to be gay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, I know. So I don't think the government should stick their nose in that. No, I don't think they should either, dear. No, I don't either. But you don't agree with it. Well, honey, to be very honest with you, uh, Ellen DeGeneres is a pretty good looking gal. <laughs> She's pretty good looking. I, re I respectfully disagree. And okay. she's married to a beautiful woman. I'm uh, sure. She's the husband. And she had a pretty nice wife before that. Yeah. It's abnormal. Yeah. It's abnormal, dear. You think so? Yeah. But for men, uh, to be honest with you, for men to have an erection every day, and be, uh, I don't think there's, I think that's, a typical man to have an erection every day. <laughs> More, yeah, yes, yeah. ma'am. It's pretty, if you're healthy, dear. Yeah. Now, you don't have to, uh, the newspaper, it's funny, there's a whole page of, every week in the Denver Post about men getting on these new pills. Oh, God. For to replenish testosterone and for... Oh, yeah? Yeah, and to hold an erection longer than, you know. <laughs> well, honey, I read all this stuff. Why can't I say it? I have to read it in my paper. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm thinking, I don't know anybody personally that's in that predicament, but it must be terrible if it is. I think I do know one person that's older now and can't satisfy her. She's 55. He's 75. But that's nature. It is. That's nature. And he's frustrated because she's frustrated. And you know what I just found out? What? Recently, I heard this on another podcast on Joe Rogan's show. Mm -hmm. His most recent guest was saying that erectile dysfunction, you know what that means, yeah. right? Yeah. Erectile dysfunction, that term, that medical term, yeah. was created by an ad agency. It was created by advertisers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that had created, because they created the pill. That's right. Before the disease. Mm -hmm. They created uh, Viagra. Yeah. They created that pill. Viagra, originally. Cialis. To Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. Originally, they created that pill for blood pressure. Mm -hmm. They were trying to create a blood pressure medication. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't work correctly to regulate blood pressure like they wanted, but it had a very interesting side effect. Mm -hmm. It made your dick hard for hours. Yeah, yeah, dear. Okay. And so they went, well, this pill doesn't work for blood pressure like we thought, mm -hmm. but it makes yeah, your penis yeah. really okay, hard. Okay, okay. So they created... The disease, erectile dysfunction. Imagine that, dear. So they could start prescribing this. They're pill. making a lot of money. Bingo. Making a lot. And there's more than that one particular. There's more than. Now, that. granted, there are guys out there that have trouble sometimes, but it's at that age. You were saying he's how old? Seventy four, seventy five. At seventy four, you're not supposed to be getting boners anymore. <laughs> and, and she's younger, and she's frustrated. Ah, poor guy. And you know what? She married an old muck, so. Yeah. <laughs> What did oh. I say? <laughs> it's interesting. They make medication for that these yeah. days, yeah. Well, you take an old guy like that, they have diabetes already, they have prostate gland trouble, honey. And now you're going to give them a weird pill that 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, dear. I don't know. I guess that's why I'm single. <laughs> I'm out of all that. I haven't got anything to worry about. I don't have to worry if he has an erection or if he don't have one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have none of that worry. So, all right. Two things I want to ask you, and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, all right. If you could talk to a young version of yourself, if you could talk to Margaret Mitchell when she's 18, before she moves to Milwaukee with Tony, what would you say to her? Well, the nuns got me here. Now, all you kids are graduating from high school, and when you're done with this catechetical class, you're all going to go away to cities. Be careful who you date. You don't want to date date divorced people because you'll fall in love and might end up married. Now that's what the nuns told you at 18. Yeah, but yeah. if you could talk to your 18 year old self if you could talk From to yourself. From my own experience? If you could go back in time and talk to yourself. You know what, you know what, what would might, you say to you yourself? You know what I might say? Sister Anita? What the hell? <laughs> um, I'm one of them that you pointed your finger at and told me not to divorce them, uh, marry a divorced man because I might fall in love. Well, I did exactly the opposite of what you told me. <laughs> That's one. how I'd be, dear. Okay, okay. I'd have to tell the truth. Bless your heart, babe, though. I've had two beautiful children. So that's what you would tell the nun. What would you tell yourself? What if you could give yourself a piece of advice or anything, what I'd would you... I'd say you should have listened to the nun. Yeah, and not get married? Married, yeah, dear, but... Do a background check. <laughs> Do a background. I mean it, dear. Okay. Do a okay. background check. I would probably never left my job in. Uh, I w- no. Had I but not. then you wouldn't have had. I wouldn't be here. I know, dear. That's why I take the blame for everything. <laughs> what they tell I'm me. your fault. Okay. Yeah, I tell everybody, just blame me. You're pointing at the problem. This is the whole thing. I wouldn't have these kids, these grandkids, these daughters. And then. If you could give advice to anybody, advice to anybody like my mm-hmm. age or anybody that well, uh, would one be thing one thing I would have to say to you, dear, you're a good-looking man, you're a handsome man, you have personality, you're a wonderful person, and girls can trick you. Girls can trick you. If they want you real bad, they're going to trick you. Sex, you'll get pregnant. Some of them will, not all of them. Yeah. You know, but you have to be on your guard. And here's the second bit of advice on that sexual thing there. God didn't create women just for sex, which means a man should not be taking advantage of a woman all the time. Just because you dated her for a month, you want sex, or Mary Jane, or that's not what God created women for. But those women should be up front with you right from the beginning and let you know who they are and what they stand for because if they don't you're allowed to take advantage of them I don't say you're allowed but <laughs> no honey uh, I, hear I, I mean that dear you don't want to be known yourself as a pervert yeah a pervert would be somebody you're going to go with Mary Jane tonight next month well and then Jojo and Jeannie and you know you don't you don't want that on your conscience because that's not right. That's wrong, dear. And it's not only because you were a Catholic or a Lutheran or a Mormon. It's wrong, period, that men would take advantage of women because they're women. Yeah. Your better part then is to play with yourself. 
And to get them in trouble. I mean, no, I mean it, dear. Amen. No, I hundred. Yeah. I, I laugh yeah. because it's funny to hear you say play with yourself. Well, honey, that's... I agree, yeah. and that's why I do. Yeah, yeah because, I mean, it, it's a shame for a girl to uh, go out with a guy and expect that she has to go to bed with him because they went for a month, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, Grandma, it's not even like that these days. Babe. Are they terrible out there, these girls, honey? Well, Grandma, you don't... Yeah. I didn't have any Most idea. of them, it doesn't even take a month. Okay. If I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, okay. And you don't and have to be handsome or good looking. You just have to be a man with a penis. <laughs> well, to your point, I mean, I, you know, in the past few months living back here at mm-hmm. home. Have you met any girls here? I here? met a few, and I got myself in some trouble. Oh, oh. Because um, cause not... I think to your point, and I think mm-hmm. regardless of pregnancy or of a girl trying to trick you or not, mm-hmm. I think just to your point, I think a really important thing something i've learned yeah is just to take the time to get take to know time, somebody yeah. yeah very much so i still am not a firm believer in waiting a month but no i just i pull that out of the hat that you should to... wait longer you should get yeah, to know yeah, somebody yeah. because i Absolutely. made the mistake of of having relations with girls that i didn't know that well yeah. and uh they... and once they're pregnant dear you're in trouble well, yeah, and even if they are not pregnant, once you've mm-hmm. established that connection yeah. with them, if they're not... You're in trouble for diapers and for baby f- uh, f- formula and for yeah. baby clothes, high school education. So, uh, all, all around advice, just mm-hmm. take sex seriously. Yeah. Take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. That's good advice for, for our generation, because yeah, we do not take it seriously enough. No, I think you're right, honey, because so. that's, what, that's what I told Mark standing. We, you're, you and I are talking like Mark and I were talking here a couple months ago. Well, Mark, you got a new woman now. I don't know much about her. You didn't tell me. I don't know if she's younger than you. She's older, he says. And uh, he says, uh, well, he says, I have to be what God created me to be a man. Homo sapiens. And he said, uh, I don't think we'll... I said, well, my grandson is probably your age. I'm thinking of Daniel. He said, you give him any advice? I says, no, honey, I haven't seen Daniel in a while, Mark. But the advice I would have to say is you better be careful because you're going to get in trouble for the rest of your life. If there's a baby on the way, you don't have any idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah. It can be... It's a commitment. Yeah. So that's good advice. Be careful... And honey, seriously. Uh, when you're working, if you've got a job and there's that girl out there expecting, she's going to go to your employer and that baby's born. Now you're going to have your wages guaranteed. Uh-huh. You're not going to be giving her money. You're, it's going to be taken automatically out of your wages to support that child. Yes, ma'am. Because, honey, people have to learn the responsibility. You create a, a child, it needs a lot. You have to be responsible, dear. So my advice would be you have to be careful in that, in that category, dear. That's damn good advice. And yeah. on that note, mm-hmm. we'll wrap this up. Yeah, because you, you can date girls, but I think that those girls... <laughs> you, wonder, you know what wrap this up means? <laughs> you know who you're... You better know who you're dating, dear. I understand, Grandma. You better know. Let's wrap this up. I love you. I love you. You're That's my good favorite, advice. My favorite grandson. Take sex seriously. Be careful. Yeah. Don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah, that's right there. And on that note, yeah, say goodbye to the people. Bye-bye, people. <laughs>
<laughs> well, honey, I don't know what else to say, but if you were my son instead of my grandson, I'd be giving you the same advice, dear. Well, that's good advice, yeah, and that's I all you be, need to honey, say. Because so. it's part of my thought process and the way I feel about life, and what can I say? You know? I think it's very good advice. I yeah. think you said it all. Um, honey, I thank uh, you very, very much for the patience to sit down with me again today, right, dear. Uh, to do this with me again listen, today. Listen, I can't do it after I'm gone. I think I think we may <laughs> we may have uh, actually succeeded in this time. Yeah. And, and, when this I, week. and when I get so high five. And when I get teased here uh, about. Uh, Marrying the man that had the wives and the children. Yeah. Well, I'm one step ahead of Melania. <laughs> <laughs> one step ahead of Melania. Yeah. Well, honey, that's where I'm coming from. Mm. You know, dear, because because she uh, she married Trump and the Trumps got all kinds of family. And so what the hell? <laughs> What's the difference? I'm one step ahead of her. One step ahead of Melania. <laughs> and I don't care anyhow. It's all over here. I've done my best, and I'm gonna keep it up. I think you did pretty good, Grandma. I'm not going to change anything, honey. All right, so that was it, guys. Thank you very much. If you took time to listen to this episode, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time. Um, just a little insider info. I had to tell my grandma this, too. Is like, sorry, I got snippy at the end there. It's like, do you know what wrapping it up means? I had to pee so bad. So sorry if I seem a little rude at the end and uh, we cut it short, but I had to go. And uh, with that said, guys, if you, uh, again, if you took time to listen to this, thank you very much. This is something obviously new. Um, you know, whether it goes anywhere or not, hopefully it's uh, something I can do to just enjoy more of my time, is to share some of my time with some other people. And to be a better listener, um, uh, something uh, I enjoy about this is, you know, it gives me an opportunity to shut the fuck up more than I usually do, <laughs> and and just to hear some people, some really cool people tell some cool stories. Hopefully, we'll have some more cool people, with some more cool stories for you. And with all that said, guys, um, I'll keep this short wrap it up thank you very much if you listen hope to have more good stuff for you in the future and until next time be excellent to each other